Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of The Relative Perspective. I'm your host, Kim. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to episode four of The Relative Perspective podcast. This week, I am delighted to welcome my wonderful friend and first guest, Laura. Laura and I are talking about the pandemic during the course of this episode. We effectively sat down for a few hours, uh, had a few cups of tea and put the world to rights over a microphone. We hope that you enjoy this episode and relate to the things that we're saying. As ever, this is our perspective over the last couple of years or on the last couple of years. And we encourage you to think about your experiences during the last two years and then go and have conversations with your nearest and dearest, maybe even a little bit further afield to find out how other people have been coping uh, with the pandemic and what it's meant to them and, and how they've been affected by it. This is a huge topic and it's no doubt one that we will be returning to in future episodes. But for now, it comes at a a really, yeah, I guess apt time. Uh, Unless you've been living under a rock uh, in the, in, yeah, for the last couple of weeks, there is a new variant. Christmas is in danger. New Year is in danger. We are all in danger. And um, yeah, there's Omicron circulating very, very quickly. Um through the UK. So it's, um, yeah, again, a really sort of unnerving time. And this is then coupled with um, allegations that people at Downing Street and the government have been holding parties when it was both illegal and against guidance to do so. Um, So there's a backdrop of, of that that undermines sort of any new restrictions which may or may not be put in place. Uh, We try not to get too political in this episode, but we do obviously talk about lockdown and the restrictions and and all of that kind of stuff. The main thing that we wanted to say before we begin this, this episode is that we were really conscious of striking the right tone and balancing the episode between approaching this topic in a light-hearted way, but equally acknowledging the the hardships and the struggles and the sacrifices that people have faced and have been through during the last couple of years. So we hope when you listen that you can smile along with us and laugh along with us, but equally uh, that you feel we've, yeah, we have been sensitive towards those things and we have, um, yeah, acknowledged them and, and found that right balance. Uh, But in the meantime, and without further ado, we'll crack on with the episode. And I'm delighted to bring a very special feature. We are on location. Laura and I, or Laura, found a, yeah, sort of a notice on Facebook about walk-in booster appointments on Sunday, a week or so ago. So yeah, this is where we start our episode. So just to set the scene for you today, Laura and I are actually on location. We're stood outside a mass vaccination centre and there's cars queuing up and pulling in. And yeah, we're, we're off, to go and, off to go and get a booster jab. Um, however, it's, there's a spanner in the works, guys. We are fully jabbed with Pfizer. Two jabs each. Two jabs each. Yeah. Laura got her last one seven months ago? Yeah, so I feel like they must have missed me off the recall. Okay. Well, there's an administrative error we can go in and complain about if you want, Laura, but the main issue is that we we don't know whether or not to mix vaccines 
and yeah so we're, we're currently on location and we're, we think we're going to go and get a jab together which is really kind of apt because yeah. of the podcast that you're about to listen to so but it's also such a strange time we live in in that we see they're unprecedented times like we see on facebook of us a walk-in center we're like right, yeah we we're like we're just willingly going so yeah we are yeah, we're willingly going to massive like, we so should go. We, we should go. go so this is our this is our day out today <laughs> we're going to mass vaccination we've actually done some testing no we haven't what we've what we done we've not tested we've we done some googling yeah, we're yeah, trying to research whether or not we i'm not sure that i don't know if anyone the knows sun yet. newspaper <laughs> is as good as the lancet in terms of the research being done i don't know what we're googling but yeah so stay tuned guys we we could be jabbed three jabbed up yeah triple jabbed triple jabbed I'll do it if you do it. We might be going in, but there we go. I also don't meet the age bracket of today, but I feel like she I'm doesn't meet. Oh, I'm gonna have to sneak her in on my fake ID. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm two years older. I'm two years older than the bracket that was announced this morning. Okay, guys. Uh, well, wish us luck. Whatever we decide. Any final thoughts, Laura? Before we make a decision, we'll go and speak to him and ask if it's okay to mix. Going to ask the volunteers and see, <laughs> see what's what. Okay, right. Maybe call Boris. Call Boris. There you go. That's a shout out to Boris. What do we do? Um, oh, oh, wise one. <laughs> okay. Hope you enjoy the episode, everybody. Um, yeah. And um, I, I guess stay tuned for the next couple of weeks to make sure we're back and uh, how we reacted to it. Because I, I've had no reaction. So I, I've either been injected by water or... I felt terrible both times. Okay. That's why I'm like, maybe I should just get the other one. Oh, we'll mix it. No, try, yeah. I thought I could be really sick. Oh, yes, week <laughs> off work. No, I'm kidding, boss. If you're listening, I'm not. I will still work from home. I just might be a bit peaky. Um, but yeah, the, the idea is as well, if we do it now, we're probably not going to be sick at Christmas. So like, if we're going to have any kind of yeah, side effects to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we're about 100 steps away from the door. So here goes, guys. Goes, guys. <laughs> So guys, in a in a fantastic turn of events, <laughs> we we got in through the door to go and have our COVID jab. No, 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 on the way in. Oh, on the way in. We had a pause. We did some more googling. Yeah, we did some more we googling. Which questions we were going to ask? Yep, we had a list of questions. Can you mix them? Yeah. Which one is it? Like, is it safe to mix them? Yep. Are you doing Pfizer any other days? Cause... Oh, I forgot that question. <laughs> um, well, actually, I forgot all the questions because. Um, the volunteers today, there were some volunteers, but there were also men in uniform. And I, I started getting these really odd palpitations and I, I just launched myself down the corridor and I, I wanted no further information about the jab. I just wanted to take half my clothes off in front of, in front of army officers and, and soldiers. Um, so yeah, obviously. I yeah. we had any questions. I, yeah. <laughs> They, and they were all there at once and I was like oh wow anyway so I'm gonna go and get a leaflet about volunteering here so I can I can meet these soldiers but yeah so did I you have a nice chat with your soldier I did have a nice chat yeah. with my soldier yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was oh, there were there were other soldiers kind of like a taller soldier or a one well, bit more rugged I even I even went on tinder and had a quick sort of swipe is anyone nearby 
<laughs> no, it was it was a good it was a good soldier. It was in uniform. I did tell him that you should put on Facebook <laughs> that he the the soldiers were here um, because. And they're still here. And they're still here. <laughs> because that would attract a lot of attention. It's a, yeah, yeah, I was very excited. Well, then afterwards, we came out of the waiting room. I think the whole waiting room. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, on the way out, the lady said, it sounds like you had a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, so we were talking about this. But actually, we were not the only ones because there was a, a woman in the waiting room who was just like, yeah, I was just thinking about the same thing and doing some volunteering down here with the, with the, with the soldiers. Um, so, yeah people clearly do feel the other way so the the long and short of this is uh we got moderna with no information (laughs) i launched myself down the corridor (laughs) yeah laura laura then got the information what was the information was it is it am i gonna be okay (laughs) okay so yeah yeah, we've we've got a little leaflet we've i've got a sticker this time very exciting i've got a sticker so yeah we are we are triple jab now are you feeling good about your decision I'm not going to lie, I don't, this was a lot like the time that I, I moved from Leeds to Barrow with, with not much information or, or forethought about the whole thing. Um, so it's a lot like that, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel, I feel good about it. Like I've, I've got the jab, um, I've got the jab before we're mixing and mingling over Christmas. I've got a different kind of jab. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it. And if there's any side effects, we'll feel them in the next few days. Yeah, so that was Christmas. that was yeah. the other thing. If yeah. I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So yeah, I'm going to crack on with the rest of my day. I'm going to go to the gym. Not do any heavy lifting, my poor arm. <laughs> um, and run my errands. So yeah. Yeah. Successful starting. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. say so. <laughs> okay. Any <laughs> any final thoughts on, on the triple jabs? <laughs> And you've gone to get yourself still waiting. And the volunteer she said, Did she manage to get a soldier? <laughs> she did. Not seen her for a while. Yeah. She she's gone. She's like, she's busy for the rest of the afternoon. She's still in there. She's still in there. Having I'd like chat. I think I'd like to point out you fell on your sto- sword very well for me because I said if it's a woman, you need to go in because you have a boyfriend and I should be given the opportunity to meet a male soldier. I'm conscious that actually the windows behind us, Laura, are open, I think. The waiting room's already heard. So so the waiting room's already heard, but in the event you are overhearing this, this is the relative perspective recording and we could could get a few more listeners just in the car park of the medical centre. So there we go. That's everything. So we'll go on with the episode. There you go. That was your on-location rather exciting yeah, afternoon yeah very yeah, yeah. Very, very very apt very apt, very apt. Yeah. so or oh, apt don't work the same very, <laughs> no <laughs> i tried um okay so on on with the show <laughs> the time of recording it is saturday we're now all wearing face masks don't go, don't go to the office, but go to Christmas parties. Um, don't wear a mask on Thursday. The risk isn't there on Thursday, but on Friday, the risk starts. And you need to wear, you need to wear a mask from Friday onwards. So, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. And it's fine because I've, I've actually waxed my lip and I've got like a um, bit of a... Like I managed to like wax off some skin. So it's like gone really dry and weird on the corner. So the mask's really good because it just covers up this... This area. I should have had it done properly, but I, like, 
just did my own <laughs> lip wax. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about this week, the lockdowns and the pandemic. Specifically, we're going to be talking about our approach to the rules in lockdown one, um, and then talking about, yeah, I, sort of each separate lockdown. Um, maybe our biggest struggle as well, and then what it's meant for us and where we are now perhaps an opinion about the revelations of this week. I think we've got plenty to say. Um, I will behave a bit like the BBC and always, you know, be a, be balanced. But it might also be a lot like an episode of Her Bagot News for You. Who knows at this stage? Um, but without further ado, that's what we're going to be talking about. And over to you. So, Laura, yeah, tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You're my first guest. This is so exciting. Very exciting. I'm honoured. <laughs> she's there she's talking about the podcast yeah and I think for us this is a good episode because I was thinking nearly our entire friendship has been in the pandemic I only knew you for a month or two before the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) you hear about people like finding love in lockdown we're just like we forged this friendship in the fires of the pandemic yeah yeah um anyway about me I'm Laura like you said um, I've been living near the Lake District for nearly four years now, which is crazy. I work for a publishing company. I started off in editing, I did that for a couple of years, and now I'm a copywriter and designer for their marketing department. Um, so we'll get onto the whole working from home, working in the office mm-hmm. thing, that's been a thing. Outside of work, I love hiking, I love taking off lane rights, um, I loved wild swimming in the summer. When it was a bit warmer, not much warmer. You still do that in a swim because it was still freezing. <laughs> it's so good though. Um, yeah, I love writing, reading, um, love living in the Lake District, love getting out and about. Um, Laura used to send me messages quite often, and it would be reason 976 as to why you need to move yeah. back to the Lake District. <laughs> a picture of it. Right, I'm coming back, I'm coming back because there's just a lot of roads and leads and a big one way system. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Laura's one of the key reasons why I've moved back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and she was she was there for me when, yeah, when I moved back into the, back, well, back and then back to the flat mm-hmm. or into the flat. Um, Laura went through my things and made me throw an awful lot away, despite the fact that I'd hired a van and moved it all. It's <laughs> um, clearly quite adamant I was going to keep this stuff. stuff. And she, yeah, she basically laid out my life and she's like, you don't want that. And I had this lace poncho and you're like, is, is that a tablecloth? What is that? Is it a curtain? Like, no, it's a lace poncho. No, you won't wear that again. You won't wear that again. Um, so I actually made Laura carry some of my belongings up to the charity shop if she was going to throw them away. Um, but yeah, so we have, we've, we've known one another for 18, well, well, two years since I yeah, sort of, yeah, moved, the yeah, yeah, moved yeah. the first time. And then, yeah, so I, I lived in Barrow, met you up in Ulverston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just got to know one another through walks and things. But yeah. the majority of our walks were entirely social distance, to be very clear. All outside, obviously. And Driving separately. Yeah. <laughs> and within the county as well. So, like, we, yeah, we drove separately. Yeah. We were constantly hand sanitising. I mean, we went through a lot of, like, spraying hand sanitizer, yeah. like a yeah. hazmat suit and a, a face mask and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, I guess that, that will bring us on to feature one. Unless there's anything else you want to say about yourself, would you like to tell the audience a fun fact? about yourself? Oh, I can think of two. Oh, oh, oh okay. Spoil for choice. <laughs> so I'll go with my 
first one is I lived in four different countries in two years. I didn't know that about yeah. you. That's so that an exciting two years. Which, country, which countries? Were, yeah, <laughs> I was no, in. back when you could, you could travel <laughs> yeah. freely. Um, where did you live? Belgium, in Brussels, then Brisbane, then oh, Paris, good. then Singapore. Wow. So Belgium, <laughs> Brisbane, Paris, mm-hmm. and Singapore. Yeah, My goodness. In a whirlwind two years. That's but phenomenal. What happened now? And <laughs> um, we're now all in Cumbria. Yeah. <laughs> wow, which is which as is not beautiful as it is. It is as beautiful, yeah. but for a while we didn't think we could leave the county. So that yeah. I guess that does take us quite nicely onto feature one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so here goes. So we'll start off by talking about lockdown one. All that time ago. Twenty-third <laughs> March, yeah. where we were unceremoniously sent home. Um, I distinctly remember saying to my oh, "I'll be over in two weeks. I'll be over in two weeks." And then we were plunged mm. into this lockdown by the Prime Minister. He said something along the lines of, "If your friends ask to meet up, don't see them. <laughs> don't see them. <laughs> don't go Stay outside. at home. Stay at home. Yeah. Protect the NHS. Save lives. Yeah. Don't go outside. Outside is dangerous." <laughs> inside is safe two meters at all times yeah two meters but i didn't give people two meters i give people four meters so i go out running on my state sanctioned exercise trying to get my 5k down to 30 minutes again (laughs) because we weren't allowed and you just didn't know what kind of neighbors you had either you're just going to grasp me in if i'm out for 45 minutes um i think at the start we none of us knew really like we, we didn't know anything about the virus, so we were all quite scared. Like, I feel like we've lost that now. But at the start of lockdown one, everyone really stuck to the rules and really Re- stuck yeah. to just being inside, Religious, <laughs> doing this yeah. new way of life. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I was working from home. I went out once a day for my state-sanctioned mm-hmm. exercise it was blistering summer, wasn't it? We had mm-hmm. amazing we weather. We had amazing weather. So yeah. we were able to go out on an evening. I say we, but the only... Like, <laughs> we bumped into yeah. one another a couple of times. We were yeah. at the top of the hood, and I was like, oh, I recognise that behind. <laughs> it was it was you. And then we were like, we're obviously not allowed to be seen together. We're not allowed yeah. to see one another. But we were talking about this the other day. How could we possibly have got this virus? Because we were in our flats we on our own. On our own. Not going not anywhere. Not seeing other people. No. And when we did see other people, they were outside. And then we started making masks. So masks weren't even mandatory at the very start of this. Yeah. And then people would make their own. And then the BBC did this, how to make your own mask out of a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. full socks. Yeah, just like a sock. Yeah. Put your hand over your mouth. It's well sanitised. Um, so yeah, that was that was really strange. Were but you we, scared at the start? I think oh, I it, don't. I don't think the feeling was scared. No. I think I was just, what is going on? I think that was my feeling. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is happening right now? But I, I was. It was more that I was angry. I was like, I need. <laughs> I want to find the person that brought this to this country. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find them, and I, I think I'm going to like hurt them quite badly. And I came up with quite draconian ideas about how to get rid of this virus. So I, it was my idea to deploy the army. 
on every street in the UK and everybody had to stay inside mm -hmm. and you would order your shopping via a government website. Now, I mean, thank goodness we did not go down this route because look at Test Track and Trace. You, you're like, oh, you've ordered four <laughs> eggs and actually what's turned up is like bleach. You're just like, oh, it's a substitute from the government. But yeah, so my idea was like put army soldiers at the end of each road and if you left your house, you'd be shot. And that I don't was my you telling me this. Because the virus will die out because yeah. then, you know, three weeks yeah. later it will die out. Um, but yeah, if you just keep us in sort of, yeah, three or four weeks, anyone not following the rules will be shot. Yeah. And to be honest, with, with the revelations of this week, it wouldn't have been the worst idea. Like, get rid of half the cabinet. Um, <laughs> well, effective <laughs> people in there. So yeah, I, I came up with these quite draconian ideas. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was more sort of confused and angry as opposed to scared. Yeah. I think um, at the start of lockdown one, we didn't think it was going to last long. So I remember that lockdown one, the first month, six weeks, I was actually very okay. Like I'm quite yeah. introverted. So I was getting on with all these little projects, like doing all these things. Like it didn't feel too bad. The weather was really nice. I just got walking all evening, every evening. Yeah. Um, and it was okay. But I think for me in lockdown one, where the wheels came off a bit, where it, I think it was the Easter weekend, a bit after that, and I'd usually be going out in the evening, but I went out on like a weekend afternoon walk down the canal and there were so many people, yeah. loads of couples, loads of families, loads of young kids. And suddenly I was like, oh, I live on my own. I'm really on my own. And I think it was after that I started to struggle in yeah. lockdown one. The start of it, I actually have quite fond memories in a way. Yeah, like, uh, like that. Yeah, kind of nostalgic for <laughs> that time we had. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, we're back in the office in two weeks. I'll use this time yeah. as I'll, I'll come out as like this <laughs> butterfly from a cocoon and I'm going to have lost all this weight and no yeah. one will have seen me in like X yeah. number of... It's, that did not happen. I gained no. a stone and a half just like eating Cumbrian cow ice cream and not moving at all. But I had a completely different experience because I, I hated it. I hated working from home. My seat was uncomfortable. My body mm -hmm. managed to freeze in like a 90 yeah. degree angle. My hip hurt. My teeth were hurting. Like I had terrible issues with my teeth. Um, obviously I was going through all of that stuff with granddad and we were so far away. And yeah, I just, yeah, I had a completely different experience. I yeah. hated it. And I was yeah. like, I need to be back in the office. I need that structure. Yeah. Um, I mean, now I, I set my alarm for like quarters away and then rock upstairs, <laughs> turn the computer yeah. on, check email, back downstairs, get a broom. Yeah. I'm not sure I could go back to the office yeah. now. I don't want to wear a bra. Like, it's just... uncomfortable. <laughs> I had to wear one at the Christmas party last night. It was like, it's so painful. It's like, I don't want to wear this. Um, I remember my but, peak lockdown obsession with the crown i was watching an episode before work an episode at lunch and an episode after lunch and that was this, like yeah. acceptable <laughs> this is the thing like oh what did you do during lockdown and you so this is one of the things please please have a think about what you did during during mm -hmm. the lockdown but equally go and ask other people as well you know what did you do I, the woman at work learned hungarian yeah. Um, some people were busy some people were doing like the banana bread and the sourdough oh, that was and the exercise and the zoom quizzes and all the things they were busy <laughs> they were usually people kept offering me sourdough starters <laughs> I don't even know what that is no. what is that is it just is it a 
blob of something? Is it in the fridge? How do I keep it? What do I do? I then add stuff to the starter and then like cook the bread. What? Yeah. How do they? How do they make sourdough? I just don't I never know. got on on that trend. Well, I don't like bananas either. So this you can do that insane <laughs> middle class obsession with banana bread. I was yeah. like, no. Yeah. Mine was mine was blooming fairy buns and scones, and you wonder why. Like, fairy I was just a kid. couldn't get out of my own front door and had problems. <laughs> just, yeah. And the other thing in lockdown one was the toilet roll hoarding and the. the uh, I forgot. Yeah, about the, to- the toilet roll hoarding. I, I think I spent nineteen pound on, like Andrex, this massive, massive thing of Andrex. I think it was like the last one. And I didn't realise, I just found it by the till. I was like, oh my goodness, there's like 20 <laughs> toilet rolls in here. And yeah, it was like, it was really expensive, but it was just a desperate toilet roll. And everyone's justifying it. They'd be like, we would usually buy the family pack yeah, size, we, buy we promise. Yeah. <laughs> and it was flour. F- yeah, that went was sourdough. <laughs> yeah. What else did we have a shortage of? Who started the toilet roll? Because then they started reporting it on the news. <laughs> yeah, and then like... So then it induced the panic in everyone. Yeah. But I do remember bumping into a friend on a lockdown walk, and that was a discussion, like, how are you doing for toilet paper? And I was like, I'm actually quite worried. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> and my friend was like, if you need any, I've got you covered. I can, I can give you some. Yeah. Maybe you're the hoarder. Maybe, yeah. But someone started this. Some person, yeah. some person went, well, if you're going to be locked in the house, what, what do we absolutely need? Yeah. But then we, you went to the shops and there were just, there were just shelves completely empty of like tin goods and things like that. I remember seeing mm-hmm. this guy in Morrison's in Barrow, this sort of 70-year-old guy, and there was just nothing on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for what he... And I just... It broke my heart. Was, yeah, and you just sat there with a few th- things in your... In your basket, and it's just like, what is this? This has not brought out the best in anyone. No. But then we had sort of VE Day celebrations and things like that, didn't we? Yeah. Was it VE Day? I think it I was. And it was like community celebration, <clears throat> and we're all in this together, and like, you know, this is. Well, I feel like it changed. We started off all being in it together. Yeah, everyone was nice to everyone else. Everyone was really nice. We were in it together, but then we were sort of encouraged to spy on neighbours yeah. and report neighbours so there was a change cracking like, at the seams didn't yeah, they yeah yeah, yeah. And, oh my goodness yeah and I think the news never helped did you watch the news during I, lockdown one yeah I, I watched a lot of news and then I stopped watching yeah. the news because as I've, as I've mentioned on this podcast it stopped reporting anything else no and other things happened and other people have suffered and it yeah. hasn't all been about Covid <clears throat> And yes, yeah, so I stopped watching the news. So what did I miss, Laura? What else has been going on? Well, I watched the news obsessively for a bit in lockdown one, and it was not helpful at all. I think especially living on your own because you have no one to process it with. Yeah. So you see the daily death toll or the whatever it was, people on ventilators, like all the stuff they would feed us, and I just sit in my flat being like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. what's going on out there? Um, and they kept mentioning unprecedented times. Oh, that was the word of the year, wasn't it? Unprecedented times. And I remember thinking, at what point do unprecedented times just become normal times? <laughs> like, unprecedented. unprecedented. <laughs> like, the lockdown, too. This is no longer unprecedented. Yeah. I th- I think this I'm, is the new normal now. I think I was writing a complaint to someone. I was like, these are no longer unprecedented times. This has been going on for a while now. Yeah. Um, the other thing he, that really made me laugh was the testing the pulse of the nation. 
nearly every day there was some news that was like leaked to test for pulse of the nation. I always thought, what does it mean? <laughs> How is the nation's pulse? Probably not good right just now. Our own self-induced pulse, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> just like, it's not good. We're like... All of us are on the brink of that, like this level of stress and all yeah. this, like these hormones and yeah. things going around your body and chemicals and things like that. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. How did that. you find it living on your own with all of that? Um, I was, I was okay. I think I was, I was more in shock than anything because mm. I was, I was still working from home. So it was, yeah. my world became instantly smaller yeah. overnight and that was quite sad but I've always been very comfortable with my own company yeah me too so that hasn't been that wasn't an issue but I just one of my favorite memes is when I used to say I was at the end of my tether the pandemic has shown me that I was somewhere near the middle and I was never at the end of my tether and it became very clear very quickly that I would just snap anything yeah I just didn't know what it would be that would set me off yeah. I could hear my neighbor's tv through my wall I knew that he was watching Lord of the Rings I could right. tell you what scene I was like that is too loud yeah and the guy next to me smoked weed I was like I'm trying to do my laundry you have some respect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, that way. <laughs> like oh, great I was like well, at least you're having fun um so yeah I was fine but I think that probably was part of the decision about why I moved home because I yeah. was on my own and mm-hmm. didn't need to be here. That mm-hmm. was the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was probably a factor in, in why yeah. I moved back. Yeah. But I was I was okay for a while. But I think if you asked my dad, he'd say something completely different. He was just like, well, you got fat again, Kim. That's what happened. Because you didn't have anyone to, like, not do that. Like, you, no one was with you to say, to say you're getting fat and yeah I was just in leggings which stretched with the rest of my body <laughs> um so yeah it, that was him in his supportive way but we went to the gym together when when the world opened back up again mm-hmm. um so yeah he would uh, yeah went to the gym and stuff but yeah so that was but yeah we tried we tried to like get vitamin d and yeah you know we were lucky with the weather the yeah. weather was amazing um, but there was there was this one time when when we bumped into one another on the gill. So we mm-hmm. so you you mentioned earlier about sort of going down to the canal and all these families and things yeah. like that and how that made you think about being on your own and that is really hard to see other people mm-hmm. who are in that situation. Mm-hmm. But equally, everyone was just doing these local walks and these kind of havens all of a sudden became like massive foot traffic areas. Yeah. Um, so you really had to pick your time when you were going out and yeah. things like that because you didn't want to bump into mm-hmm. too many people but mm-hmm. there would be like loads mm-hmm. of people down at the canal or yeah and at the same time hard as it is to see other people all together when you're living on your own in a town where we live where it's quite small bumping mm-hmm. into someone you know was quite a nice thing as yeah. well we wouldn't have had that in a big city so I definitely appreciated that yeah um, especially like living right in the center of things that was nice to pop out and think, oh, I'll see someone. Yeah. Because otherwise it was just a long time. So many yeah, hours. It's <laughs> just took your own company. But, like. Yeah, you're just like, but the trouble is when you're at work, time can go really, really slowly. Yeah. And when you just want a duvet day, 
time goes really fast. Oh, and then it was just, like, yeah. It was time was weird. I think we just lost the yeah. concept of time. I we really did because yeah. working from home, you never like ending work just means disconnecting from the work yeah. connection, and maybe staying on your laptop to do other things. There was yeah. no distinction between work and life. And at one point I got quite desperate with it and I covered my monitors with a duvet cover. <laughs> this wow. is my separation you from work. Because yeah, in my flat I was all in one room yeah. as well. Um, so that was very odd. And then the social connection was through a Zoom call. I've been on Zoom all day. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to do Zoom calls with my family or or quiz with like anybody else. Yeah, because people got really busy. People were like, "Oh, every night is busy with a Zoom quiz." What? But at what point have you done all the questions in your general knowledge? Like you're amazing yeah. at trivial pursuit yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Although the guy that invented the Zoom quiz and the pub quiz, mm. I think he's just won some kind of, of honour from the Queen. Oh really? I think. Yeah. 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 Um but we had our fair share of Zoom calls. And, and I did enjoy them. So yeah. it's something to look we, forward to yeah. every week. Yeah. It was usually on a Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. We did really well. Yeah. Um because yeah. we knew that everyone would be free as well. No other excuses. These busy people. I'm like, what are you, what are you busy with? Like, yeah. what are you, but people got side hustles. Yeah. I just, I, I just. Well, as you know, I struggled. Like, you know, it's taken me the best part of a year to like come back around, right, and do a podcast. But like, I was colouring in, and it's very therapeutic. And none of it was working. And I was you like, had your. Um, some of you saying you were in a relationship with Joe Wicks. Oh, I hate him now. I can't. I'm even trying to sell his books. Apparently on Facebook Market. If anyone wants all three, lean in 15. But that man did not help me. He definitely caused further injury to my hip. But yeah, I tried to like change my life and be all Joe Wicks, lean in 15. Yeah, but I think we all did in lockdown one. We were all yeah. on these sort of health kicks and clearing out attics and projects and. Yeah, I just. Yeah. But yeah, so we. We bumped into one another, didn't we, on on the gill? In we did. Boston. And and we because, went. Yeah, we were so worried about being seen. This together. was in the first couple of yes, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being seen together and what the rules were and things like that. We actually walked really far, and if we bumped into anyone, we just bumped <laughs> yeah. into each other. We'd yeah. not come out together. Because at that point, you weren't allowed allowed to no, meet anyone else. You weren't allowed to see anybody else. No. And you weren't allowed to bubble either. Yeah, which, like you say, when you live on your own and have no chance of having the virus, yeah. it's a crazy rule. Like, well, yeah, when you look back, it's absolutely <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Just like, surely to goodness, like, just need to yeah. see another person. Yeah. But I, I think that's the thing. Like, you can't deny that lockdowns work because. The whole point is you reduce the contact with people mm-hmm. who have it mm-hmm. or who have it but don't know it. Yeah, yeah. So you can't deny that they do what, but you can't live like this. You can't keep going in and out of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know. Yeah, and the rules. So I guess that brings us then <laughs> the to <rules>. like <laughs> lockdown when they started. It was the roadmap, wasn't it? It was the roadmap. <laughs> the roadmap. I forgot about that. The roadmap. Well, was that the roadmap that ended in Freedom Day? Because I was always a oh, bit unclear goodness. as to if but, Freedom Day had happened. But also, Freedom Day kept being moved, didn't it? It was like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, is it today? Is it not today? Yeah. And then, yeah, the roadmap. I mean, Boris Johnson's <laughs> sense of direction must be as good as mine because this roadmap was the most indirect route. <laughs> to any kind of 
getting back out there or anything. But at that stage, when Boris was going to do a press conference, we actually all listened. We all listened. Do you remember that week? The week, I think it was before the roadmap, where he mm. did the stay at home, but go outside and yes, work from so, home, but stay at home thing. Yeah, so obviously... I remember we talked about it all week. Boris is going to announce something on Boris, like, whatever yeah, evening, so the, 6pm. And we all sat down and watched it. <laughs> so they started dropping these hints throughout yeah. the week. We're like, oh my goodness, something's coming. This is going to be yeah. a... COVID's gone. Yeah, it's been a ruse. Something worse has happened underneath, but they need it's to distract us. Yeah, fine. just go outside. Um, and maybe the person talking the most sense was like Donald Trump. Like, go outside, the sunlight will burn it off your body. Like, yes. Was he taking bleach at one point? He suggested people should drink yeah, some he, bleach. Yeah. I think he was like, I mean, it, is then anyone he was looking at that? Is anyone positively looking? negative. Po- yeah, yeah, positively yeah, negative. Yeah. Oh, goodness, that man. <laughs> Anyway, no loss there. So, <laughs> we still have our guy running. We're just like, oh no. Is there any chance we can have an election? Um, so, yeah. Um, where were we? Boris's press conference. Boris's press conference. I sat oh, down. Not press conference, just the way he sat down, almost like wartime. With the flag behind of- him. <laughs> Bumbles. <laughs> well, just. <laughs> in his usual way. But I sat in front of the TV and got a notepad and pen out. You're calling to, me out. To like write the rules down yeah. because I was like, right, we're going to find out exactly yeah. what we can and cannot do. And he was like, go outside, don't go outside, <laughs> stay indoors, but you can you can go outside in your own back garden. And go to work, but don't use public transport to get Go to work, but don't go to work. Um... <laughs> go to work, don't use truck public transport. You do not car share. <laughs> like, I, it was just nonsense. And there was, did... At the end, I remember I think I spoke to you that night, maybe I spoke to my mum, I spoke to a few people, and everyone was like, Did you understand? Did you, <laughs> did you understand? <laughs> Stay alert. But what for? What am I looking for? And we, the invisible virus. We watched this back, and he was like, We're going to shine the light of science on this map. Well, thank goodness, because I just can't see it. Um, so yeah, this this was his. But really, I think in summary, what happened when he did his press conference and he's, he's sat at his big table, and I was like, well, at least you've got a desk to work on. The rest of us are off like a kitchen counter yeah. or a dining table. Yeah. So he sat there with his big fancy mahogany desk. And I think all they did, they just changed the logo. That was it. That's all yeah. they did. So it was, it was no longer... Stay at home, protect the NHS, save, save lives. lives. It was stay alert, control the virus. Y- control the virus, yeah. Control the virus. <laughs> <laughs> just like, if you've got the virus in your home, just keep it on a leash and just take it out of the walk and down it. Do you remember all was the it... rules at the start about hand washing? Do you remember suddenly we all realised we didn't know how to wash our hands? Yeah, we were just doing a quick, quick <laughs> round of <laughs> hair clean. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> like for all those people who have missed a birthday, just like, every day is my birthday. Every day during lockdown, yeah. you're like cleaning your thumbs in between. I'm, I'm, yeah. doing, I'm demonstrating, but this is yeah. like a vlog. Um, so and yeah. all the memes with people with masks trying to blow out candles. Oh yeah, <laughs> my goodness. And also, I, I'm a February birthday, so I was really smug. I was like, yeah. oh, no, I don't oh, have a lockdown birthday. <laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> Coming back round. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he made his announcement, and then there was this roadmap I out of about lockdown. The roadmap. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people <laughs> forgot about the roadmap, Laura, because it made no sense. And I think one of the key things that was announced was social bubbles. So yes. if you were single, yeah. you could hook up with someone else <laughs> and you could form a bubble. Well, two of our friends did that, didn't they? They, yeah. they found love in lockdown mm-hmm. and formed this mm-hmm. bubble. Um, I'm, I mean, they're married now, but I'm pretty convinced that... Um, I'm gonna Charlie and Rachel. I'm pretty sure Charlie <laughs> made this bubble just to get his hair cut because his hair got really long, didn't it? That was um, the other thing I forgot about people's yeah. long hair. Yeah, people lockdown. have got long hair yeah. and their eyebrows and mustaches. <laughs> Those are the women. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, well, this was the thing. Like yeah. the knock-on effect of that is the industries that were affected, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things I, I, you know, really took issue with is the fact that. The British um, beauty industry is worth billions to the UK economy and it was never mentioned and the British Beauty Council did an awful lot in terms of promo- like promoting mm-hmm. saying don't mm-hmm. forget about us, like, yeah. we're really safe, we've mm-hmm. always worn PPE, mm-hmm. we always do this, we have really high mm-hmm. hygiene standards and you are forgetting about us and this is what we bring to the economy and you know, they were saying, you know, this is, this is, these are a lot of women that have been affected, not just yeah. using it, mm-hmm. but working in that mm-hmm. industry. And this is, this is what you're doing. And pe- stories like that were, were being forgotten and not talked about because it was stay alert, control yeah. the virus. Yeah. Were we still protecting the NHS at that point? At one point, they did drop the NHS from the slogan, right, okay. which always struck me as odd. But... So the, the NHS no longer matters. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? I think that was the main thing. Like, oh, was that around the same time as the R number and the oh, Perry Perry? Oh, oh, the Nando's. Yeah. I wonder if someone's still looking at that. Are we at Lemon and Herb yet? <laughs> the Nando's COVID chart. Because there was one conference where they had these diagrams on the screen without actually explaining... Well, when the arrow would just move. Like, is this good? Is this bad? Like, this is it's animation. It's like the R number is above one. Like, yeah. well, what does that mean? Does that mean one person's going to infect another person? Is it two people? How does this work? Yeah. You know, you're talking to 64 million adults or 64 million people in the UK. Yeah. Not all of us are chemists or biologists mm-hmm. or you know microbiologists or doctors. You just like talk to it like so they, they came up with this nando's covid chart that was right next to the terror threat and just like, <laughs> all these so i just wonder if someone's yeah. like sat in, in like the back cupboard somewhere going shall i update this we, we're, we're, we've got a new flavor it's lime instead of lemon and herb whatever oh, yeah anyway and th- this is the thing like nando's never said hang on what's going on copyright. here but like, exactly the copyright but well, I mean, Aldi and Marks and Spencer are going toe to toe over Cuthbert and Colin, and you're just like, come on. <laughs> Talking about supermarkets, were you in Ulverston when the new Aldi and M&S opened? Because that was a highlight yes. for many people. Yes, that was, I got a free, That was the talk, like, have you been to the new Aldi I and got M&S? a free Marks and Spencer's bag, and it says Ulverston on it. Uh, yeah. You so were one was, of the first people in there. Yeah, yeah, I was one of the first in there. I didn't get the bag. Oh. I mean these these highlights. I took a day off work in lockdown one to to go go to Asda to go no even opened yet to go to Asda and I was looking forward to it. That was the level we were at. You can now go to garden centres. (laughs) I don't have a garden, (laughs) but I can go to the garden. Oh, 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 my 
favourite one was car showrooms will open again. <laughs> None of us are going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> when the petrol prices plummeted, he was just like, well, like, my tank is full. <laughs> so like, I, can't, I can't even benefit yeah. from this yeah. low price petrol. And now it's three times the price it was it's in the crazy. pandemic. Can't afford to fill up the car. It's just oh, mental. Oh, so... So obviously we had this roadmap out of out mm-hmm. of lockdown, and we were we were allowed to see people, but we must remain rule of apart. six. Rule of rule six, of six. That was it. Yeah. So, well, this is how Rachel and Charlie explained to us they were in a relationship. So we we downloaded what three words? Met in a field, a random field behind a wall, well out of the way of anybody, and we were in. There were six of us, and if we were allowed to leave the the field together, we we walked in groups of two. But we didn't. Well, we but, came yeah. down at one point as a whole group. Yeah, which we did, defeated we, the point really. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, that's when they said, oh, by yeah. the way, we're, we're together. And I was like, oh, yeah. We're like, well, why aren't you surprised? I was like, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll redo my reaction again. I was like, of course. Like, if we want to put anyone together. So, yeah, that's what we did. What else did we do? We went on a walk, didn't we? Round, round all this. That was a brilliant walk. We did, like, mm. coast, forest. Yeah. And there's a, there's a meditation centre just down the road, but they'd, they'd locked off the forest. I remember that, To protect yeah. residents of the Priory. <laughs> and you're like, what? Are they in the forest? You're just like, what is it's happening? You're like, yeah, just like yeah. blocking off outdoor space. We did this massive walk and it was a boiling hot day and I said, do you want to come in for a, yeah. do you want an ice cream? Yes, but I won't <laughs> come in for the ice cream. So Laura was stood at my front door as I went inside. Bear in mind, we'd spent all day together. Yeah. Um, I went inside to go and get you an ice lolly, didn't I? And then just like I threw ate it, it at you. on your doorstep. Yeah, you ate it at the doorstep <laughs> and just like threw it at you, and that was yeah. it. Um, well, then we started going for more wet walks, yeah, Beaver Field, which were really good. And I think we managed to experience the Lake District with less people. Yes, we which did. we probably won't ever be able to say again. Um, I know. But yeah, we we would go on walks and there'd be no one else there. I know. You could just get parked. It was amazing. <laughs> It, it was, yeah. and all the car parks were free as well. The that weather was, was so good. Fantastic. Yeah, the weather was so National good. National Trust, like, yeah. But we we heard rumours that there were police patrolling certain roundabouts in the county. Yeah. So you <clears> wouldn't be allowed to leave the postcode area. So we were LA 12, mm-hmm. which is Ulverston, and then you could maybe go up to Greenod roundabout, but you couldn't get out of the county onto sort of the A590 <laughs> and then up to sort of Windermere or the Fells or anything like yeah. that. And you just don't, even to this day, you just don't know if those rumours are true. I know. But was someone patrolling the M6 and like the A65 <laughs> yeah. and don't go into Cumbria? Because I remember, yeah, we drove separately to these walks because we, did, we yeah. didn't want to be questioned over whether we were a household or yeah. whatever. Do you remember that walk we went, I think it was the same walk, and we crossed over, so it was a public footpath, and it went via a farm, and there was a guy in the farm who was shielding, we were nowhere near the property, what did they think we had, hand, foot, and mouth, and we were just walking COVID through the field, and she was just like, oh yeah, we put a sign up to say you can't cross the pipe, it's a public footpath, well we're shielding, well you're not, you're just talking to me about her. A public footpath. Where's the man who she owes oh, inside in the loft? We've locked him in because it's the safest place. Like we're gonna call someone because yeah. that's not good for him. Absolutely. So we, we came out of this lockdown 
And oh, and obviously we, we started testing, didn't we, Laura? There was like testing last summer. I've lost track of when yeah, everything happened. I mean, obviously we spent a lot of money and a lot of time creating this world-beating test track and trace system. <laughs> um, originally we only had localized testing, and then everyone could get tested, and then the numbers went crazy, and, and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so when you ever look at the BBC reports, there's a line that says mass testing introduced. <laughs> We're all sort of lined up. It was like something out of Outbreak, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just waiting for someone, like an army testing station. You're like, you got it, get back inside. <laughs> I went to Barra to the COVID testing place. I can't remember. I think it was later on in the year. But that's when most at risk of COVID I felt because everyone was coughing. So we're just walking into like this COVID pub. <laughs> that's the thing I'm yeah. most afraid of now coughing, like, and people looking at me and judging. Yeah, well, um, people justify now. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. <laughs> yeah. My dad can clear an aisle in Morrison's. If he wants, like, the reduced section, he just coughs. That's it. Everyone's gone. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dad, it's full chicken here. It's been cooked for 60p. I'm like, clear it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. See, so yeah, obviously, you know, we, we started seeing And was it around then we had the eat out to help out? Eat out to help out. I yeah. had a pizza, that's all I had. Yeah, I didn't really take advantage. Yeah, I didn't but... either. This one time, the only thing that the government's <laughs> ever included in the budget for me, and I love food, and I I did not do the yeah. eat out to help out, but I think I went to Pizza Express, but that was it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that then happened. And then, um, so we're in 2020 now, aren't we? Thinking about yeah, twenty twenty. We we're, we're just in the summer of twenty twenty. We lived like I think it, we it felt like the longest time and the shortest time. Yeah. Between February and about July, yeah. August of last year. So yeah. it's weird to say, oh, it was just last year. Like, just last year. Oh my goodness, it feels like my entire yeah. lifetime. And by um, that point, we'd all sort of got used to the homeworking yeah. thing, and the Zoom thing, and. Yeah. yeah. So the last time we properly saw one another here was that night I left. So that was the 30, 31st of July. Mm-hmm. And we had that little shindig on the beach. And then I drove home and got home at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah I remember and that. Was that. It. I'd moved yeah. back. That was awful. Yeah. I think I cried myself. How I got home. Yeah. Now. But <clears> so that happened. And then I'm not, I think I came back for sort of New Year's Day because we did a really good walk, didn't we? Um, it's a bit earlier than that. It's a bit earlier. Oh no, just a bit after that. Yeah, sorry, I know which like one you mean. Yeah, that was lovely. But obviously, before we get to that, there was lockdown 2.0. So, this is feature two. Feature two. Feature two. <clears throat> And I think one of the things we've actually just mentioned while we were making a brew um, is, yeah, we, we laugh and joke about it. And obviously there's parallels with, with what's going on, particularly mm-hmm. this week at the mm-hmm. moment. And we could probably go into more of the ridiculousness of how seriously we took the rules and how we did our bit and how everybody did their bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were really conscious of that and you know, protecting other people and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But, and then obviously this ridiculousness, but there's, there's this balance and, and being respectful about it as well. And that there is this, there isn't, there was mm-hmm. this very real risk out there at the time that we didn't know very much about. 
Um, it feels like one of those situations where you have to laugh or you'd cry. Like, so you just, mm. you have to see the ridiculousness or you'd go mad. But equally, I mean, I fortunately didn't lose anyone from COVID yeah. or, you know, didn't really suffer in that way. So I'm more able to laugh about it yeah. than people who've really had a rough time of it. Absolutely. Um, or are still struggling with long COVID or any of things that's happened to them, job loss, um, grief, all these things. Well, this is yeah. the thing, these, these indirect consequences yeah. of it. And you, you do, you have to be really sensitive to mm-hmm. that. But equally, you know, you're quite right. Comedy is an incident plus time. <laughs> you know, that's the benefit of hindsight. Like, yeah. what, what would we have done differently? Or I think that's one of the issues I have with an inquiry. Like, they're going to spend millions of pounds if they haven't already on... How is the government's handling of this pandemic? I can summarise that. Yeah, we all know the answer in, to that. In two words. <laughs> yeah. But I can't use the two words because I've put a clean content on this podcast. So if, if <laughs> you know, the explicit is absolutely rubbish, but obviously insert the F word and the S word um, there. And I just, you know, why are we spending millions of pounds on what I can summarise in an executive summary of, t- of two words, like it, it's been absolutely shambolic. Yeah. Um, that's that's the issue because, like you know, hindsight you can always look back and just write okay, but you know we get to tell people this story in the future. Like we we, we lived through a pandemic. Yeah. I was I was negotiating. This is really dull, but I was negotiating a contract, and they wouldn't allow us to include epidemic and pandemic pan, pandemic pandemic in the force majeure provisions um which which means never mind it doesn't matter what it means <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's boring it's just no one needs a legal one-on-one today so they, they wouldn't allow us to include this and the guy negotiating on the other side genuinely said to me well pandemics only happen once every 150 years so i was like well i'm in one right now <laughs> i want it in my contract um or at least, you know, this is the benefit of hindsight mm-hmm. and it could happen again in various things anyway. So I might cut that bit out of the podcast. It's really boring. No, <laughs> keep it in. <laughs> but this, yeah, you know, yeah. hindsight, and it, it is. So yeah. hopefully you feel that when we've, we've talked about lockdown one, we've, you know, made you giggle, but equally, you know, brought to light some of the issues that we experienced and, some, mm-hmm. you know, how seriously we took the rules and how careful we were. Have a think about you know what you did and, and what you did for the people around you and give yourself a pat on the back because none of us have ever experienced yeah. anything like this and I think especially if you lived on your own during lockdown one especially yeah and got through it like that was hard that's a long time to be on your own you really yeah. do you really <laughs> do <laughs> um, it's, it's funny because I, I, was, I was telling Laura I um out of spite following the butter dish debacle I have joined Tinder and just out of curiosity to be honest but there's these stickers you can now add to your um, Tinder profile and it's like vaccinated it's got a plaster people are adding it to their CVs now vaccine status yeah vaccine status but also you can see in people who you're looking for um, well just these people that pop up on my screen and Mm -hmm. swipe left and right Mm -hmm. I'm not social distancing, I'm not wearing a mask, and you can tell how, how angry people yeah. are about it, or just no longer interested. Yeah. So I guess... 
And I think that's the thing with the relative perspective as well. It really come with COVID. It really is because that experience in lockdown one, for me, I was just thinking, I just want to be with people. But people who were living in big houses or had very young kids or, and had no break from it were looking at me and thinking, I really want the space you have yeah. and the time. And like, it was all relative. Then. It, it really was. It really was. Yeah. Like it was because we talked a lot about what this podcast was going to be yeah. called. It was the subject for a lot of walks, yeah. and we came up with some really good names. But yeah, we yeah settled on this one, and it, it is about you know what you're experiencing and your feelings and how you felt back mm-hmm. then and now and how you mm-hmm. process. It is all valid. You are entitled yeah. to feel the yeah. way that you do, but it's really important to to remember that there were people with children who I think they was they were allowed to send their kids to school because they were key workers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of families maybe chose not to or the schools yeah. weren't and this was the thing, like the rules were just not clear yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just wonder were were teachers stood there going, Is your parent a doctor? Is your parent a police officer? Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, just saying, right, okay, now I can categorise whether or not you I can know. go to school and, and also how do you explain what was happening to young kids without really scaring them? Basically say you could pass this on to your parents or grandparents and it and could they be could die. Fa- Yeah. So what let's kind watch of Lion King and you yeah. can about death. And, and I do think that with kids when they walk around and see the big like stay alert messages. Yeah. Like, what messages were sending them? Like Yeah, my friends have got um well, most of them have got children, but there's one little boy, and we went for a walk in the park, and he was like, he's really interested in like the body of germs. And yeah. I would, I would know. He was just like, so we're washing our hands to get rid of the germs, and I was like, he was three and a bit at the yeah. time. It's absolute genius <laughs> child. I was like, sit on this bench, and we're going to talk about your future and like how you're going to go into medicine. And um, I was like, where have you learned that? He was like got a certificate at school and I oh. learned about washing my hands and COVID. COVID's really dangerous and do you yeah. have COVID right now? And I was like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. because I need to, I need to have symptoms in order to be tested. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty the sure. The last aren't really accurate. Like, I, you know, you can, you can fake a result with lemon juice apparently. Some school children figured yeah. that out, these genius kids. <laughs> and you just... Yeah, but he was really yeah. smart. So yeah. teachers have done an amazing job. Yeah. Parents just teaching them about this. Yeah. And, but it must be really frightening. I mean, we don't get it. No, <laughs> no, just, exactly. So how yeah. can they be I was at Berkrig one day near the trig point, and this little kid—I don't know how old—but ran up and was about to slam the trig point, and his mom was just like, "Do not touch that." It's like. What world are we living? Like, I know. I know. I know. Oh my goodness me! I know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, just just to repeat that, we hope that you've you know giggled along with us, um, and and sort of reflected on I guess how ridiculous it was, but equally, you know, in in a respectful way, um, just trying to think about sort of yeah what people have actually been through, um, and keep it kind of light hearted. Um, so we're in feature two. Cast your mind back to the stitching time. Stitching Laura. time. Now, the, the biggest issue I had with stitching time was what the hell? Did it be? <laughs> I was googling. I was like, stitching time saves nine. Where did that come from? Is it the Bible? Is it? What, what, what? <laughs> I was like, Dad, what is a stitching time? And it, it was just like you can barely sew a button on Kim. I wouldn't worry about it. I was like, embroidery costume. Yeah. Like, save me. Um, so yeah, we had a stitch in time with a view to save Christmas. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was a disaster. It was a complete disaster. <laughs> oh 
goodness. Was it before that that Boris had said we'll never have another lockdown? Well, not, or was it maybe after another, that? I think maybe Laura, like what you've forgotten is... <laughs> All um, my timelines are merging into one. It's, it's, it's not that your timelines are merging, it's the government U-turn. So do you remember the, the exam results... This is the definite exam results for all the GCSEs. Yes, I do remember that. And then two days later, they changed their minds about yeah. it. Well, a lot of that kept happening, you see. Yeah. A lot of government U-turn. They kept changing their yeah. minds. So this was this was one of them. So and I feel we're like... not having another lockdown. We're using this roadmap. Yeah. We're going to do cautious <laughs> Roadmap approach. to Freedom Day. <laughs> roadmap to what Freedom happened Day. to Freedom Day? It got moved a lot. Like I still don't think it's we still had coming, it. Right? There was no party. It was more of a business gathering with like cheese. Yeah, <laughs> no not <hats>. socially distanced. <laughs> so yeah, um, there was a government U-turn. We yeah. are not having another lockdown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you back into lockdown, <laughs> but no one will notice. No one will notice. Um, so yeah, we have this stitch in time, and I feel like the sad thing about that lockdown was I think that's when the we're in this together thing really stopped being that that's when the divide people were really fed up but also wanting to protect people but wanting to live and all the advice was sort of optional so I know one of my friends referred to lockdown two as the optional lockdown because it was just four weeks or something something like that wasn't it yeah I think in between this we'd had the whole Dominic Cummings disaster the you eyesight know, testing. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, most people, um, like idiots, go to opticians to test their <laughs> eyesight. But some people get into Range Rovers <laughs> and drive from a property in County Durham yeah. to Barnard Castle just to make sure, you know, as a good mm-hmm. long distance. And I mean, it, it, to be fair, it's, it is a test for the eyesight. Like, if you make it, then. <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple of eyesight tests, and they're not like that. Like, you look into these with binoculars, and you know, obviously, that's not a technical term. I might get an optometrist on here and and ask them the validity of, like, you know, driving a Range Rover. But there we go. That's true, I forgot about that. That was quite significant. But the thing is, I I just remember sitting there and just going, what a surprise. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I sat at this press conference, I was like, you put him on like a weird wonky picnic table and like a really fold up chair and he <laughs> sat there doing this press conference. I, dr- I wasn't feeling well. We'd all tested positive for COVID, but we still left London, headed up to my elderly parents' house. Um, and because I have so much money and so much land, we have a house on the estate. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we dropped off supermarket shopping bags but then stepped away from yeah. the door and then I just wanted to check I could make it back down to London so I tested my eyes it's like absolute nonsense I, I have told better lies to my parents when I have broken dishes or been out all night <laughs> it's just, I was I, dad I was te- I was also testing my eyesight in the dark um so yeah anyway so we had that and that became quite fractured. But I, a friend of mine actually said to me, like, how do you feel about it? I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Co- like, why are you sat here surprised? Of course this is happening. The people mm-hmm. who are making the rules are not following them because they think they're above mm-hmm. it. And I think that was one of the things with homeschooling. It's only when MPs 
started to be affected by the rules, i.e. their parents couldn't come round and look for, look after the kids or the nurseries were closed or whatever happened, that's when the rules started to change to, like, well, we can affect this change, therefore yeah. we need it to be easier for us. Let's, mm-hmm. And I think that's when the, well, the wheels... Well, I mean, what wheels, really? Really? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think there was there's a there's a lot of stuff like that. But we had this four week stitch in time. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know what. It, it, no, it's, I, it was weird. It was so weird. I think I've, I've written down like a couple of questions, and I guess why was this lockdown different for you? Why was it different from a lockdown? One? It was different for me because I went back into the office in the summer of 2020 and I went in quite early because I'd sort of started a new job within the same company so it was sort of priority to get back in wasn't like enjoying seeing people being back in um I met my boyfriend in the summer of 2020 so that changed things as well um and they decided to keep some of us in the office during that lockdown so for me I was still going to the office Monday to Friday seeing my boyfriend going to shops, doing those things, it didn't, it didn't, it just didn't feel like a lockdown, um, not in the way that the first one had, um, it felt like I was still going and doing things, it felt like by that point we'd all sort of thought the rules are there, that the rules can be sort of stretched and twisted a bit, and, but it was also sad because there were divides starting to show, especially in generations and families of like, some people are still being really, really strict and not going to supermarkets and not leaving the house. Other people, like me, I was going to work every day. And that's when this sort of mis this sort of mismatch yeah. started happening, which was tricky. Tricky to navigate. Yeah. yeah. I think I just kind of fell in the middle of that really and I was just like, I want to protect myself and those mm-hmm. around me. But I don't want to have to deal with what happened before, mm-hmm. and because it was really hard and miserable. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just just carry on and just be you know sensible and like a sensible solution and a sensible approach yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really weird one, wasn't it? So the the whole point was, let's protect Christmas, and they were like, yeah, we're gonna have five days of like super <laughs> freezing events. <laughs> I mean, mistletoe everywhere. And yeah. Me kissing under the mistletoe. A lot like Matt Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, we got one day, didn't we? Like, we're just going to have to give them Christmas and then we're all yeah. back into a lockdown. So we, I think we all saw it coming, what was going to We happen. all saw it coming. And I think at that point, because they'd consistently been bringing rules in for like, we'll, we'll announce this rule on a Friday, it will come in on a Tuesday. So people had got used to madly rushing around at the weekend to do everything. Buying toilet roll. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I think that was happening again with Christmas. And I think, yeah, oh, I remember last Christmas being really stressful mm-hmm. of like what's happening and the last minute changes and what's allowed to happen. And I remember because my family was in Scotland and a lot of people were talking about there being police on the borders. <laughs> Yeah, like, this like, is true. Who starts these rumors? I know. And just like, I can know. I get through? It'd be like getting from Canada to yeah. the US, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Border control or Mexico to the US. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's um, yeah. It was. It was a weird. It was a really weird time. And obviously, for for anyone that had lost somebody that year, you know, whether mm-hmm. it was COVID or or whatever it might have been, that was the first Christmas 
without their loved ones. Which is hard enough in normal times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's somewhat compounded. Christmas Christmas was weird, really, yeah. really weird. I mean it was it was difficult for us because, you know, we'd lost granddad and it, it's been a really hard year. Mm-hmm. But I just think that part of me is what they were asking of people who were already, you know, at the end of their term, really at the end yeah, of their term now, yeah. was just it was just almost impossible and it always came without any acknowledgement for yeah. what people were mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and how hard it was and there was you know a thank you cost nothing and it, it just yeah. never came and there are certain pockets of and certain professions I think about and you look at the police they were they were going into homes responding to domestic disputes or whatever it might have been mm-hmm. and they didn't know what they were exposing themselves to my, yeah. my brother's a, a police officer and he's six foot something absolute massive mm-hmm, frame mm-hmm. and he was going to sudden deaths and they gave him this one size fits all PPE well when Jonathan squatted down it, the, the one size fits yeah, all PPE it doesn't. Yeah. and you're just yeah. like how is that you know yeah. that, that neither safeguards are seen nor yeah. the individual wearing the suit and you know he didn't know what that individual had died of and he was mm-hmm. just like what, what is going on and um and the police as well, particularly with the COVID app, they were like, leave your phones in your lockers or whatever it might be. Because yeah. you couldn't have teams of people going off at the same time because they mm-hmm. were all your contacts. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the issue. So, again, the information that people were getting and giving yeah. was appalling. And it's because and the rules were so vague and so nobody knew what was changing from one yeah. day to the next. And I think that was the thing about the pandemic. I guess we're oh, fast yes, forwarding the pandemic, time. yeah. But we had, obviously, this absolutely sensational um covid tracking app which cost 13.5 <laughs> billion i think it was, I think it was a lot of money a lot of money year. yeah and i mean listen to episode two because i've actually got my numbers correct i thought so if you want to go back to no episode three it was the last episode i mentioned anyway a lot of money was spent on this on this app and out of nowhere and i think it's because um, Boris Johnson and the health secretary were told that they didn't have to isolate because they were part of a an office testing program. <laughs> like, hang on out. <laughs> no. Yeah. If, we're, if we're isolating oh, for man. 10 days, yeah. losing our minds, <laughs> we've all completed Netflix. Like, we're done. All the levels. We've watched everything there is. We've all downloaded Disney. We've all got Amazon. Like, these these things are making a yeah. killing out of us, but we've finished yeah. all of the... Yeah. Of the like streaming services you are staying inside like the rest of us and they sort of came out with this well it was only ever guidance that you would have to have that i know what i know what's on that um yeah i don't have it anymore no Um, i don't have it but equally i'd never been pinged on it either I was quite jealous of all these people who were like, I'm isolating. I'm like, I forgot to isolate. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, you're on mini lockdown all over again. I'm going to use these 10 days properly. It was never clear why they were getting pinged. Because you know in a lot of places they had the two metre, then one metre plus markings on the floor. So you'd queue up, but then people would walk right beside you on their way out. People were getting pinged in that sort of situation. So so the app just like, I mean... (laughs) 
It's not <laughs> difficult because, like, Bumble and Tinder, you set a search radius of however far you're willing to travel to go and meet these people. And it will find you. Like, it's clearly not difficult. But, like, if you're in a mask, and, you know, some people have rocked up in a hazmat suit in booths or wherever it might be that they're going shopping. And you're just like, well, you're not going to catch this. I mean, you threw a gas mask there. I'm just like, you can't even, like, bleach yourself under a shower. We've all got great highlights. Like, that's what they've installed at the best supermarket. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah. remember that. <laughs> like, feeling like you've been somewhere. This is lockdown one yeah. now. I'm like, oh, have it. <laughs> I'm leaving stuff for people yeah. literally and like jumping back. <laughs> well, this this was the thing. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, how could and we disinfecting possibly... shopping? People were doing that yeah. as well. Yeah. I, was, I was covered in like alcohol hand sanitizer. His <laughs> hands then, were cracked. Yeah, <laughs> and you were like deciding what smelled the best. You're like, it was too alcoholic. It's too yeah, alcoholic. Like, do it. Like this one that's got loads yeah, yeah. But this was the thing, like. And you, you do think, like, have I caught it? Am I currently covered yeah. in COVID? How could we possibly have <laughs> been? We were all using trolleys as a two-metre marker, and then we wouldn't even lean over someone for the gravy granules. He <laughs> was just like, I really, I really need a stop cue. Can <laughs> you just move out of the way? Two metres, please. And then they started putting these green and red lights outside. <laughs> and like, go inside. There's too many people inside. And then even Aldi had to be a bit more but I do remember that day I took off work to go to Asda everyone's following the, the system the one way system I know <laughs> but the other use was the day I have to sit in my flat on my laptop just not working I remember someone like went the wrong way down the one-way system and people were literal daggers up. Like, well, what are you doing? You, you say that, but and you, you, you know, you pointed out other people. Do you remember when we went to church and you broke the communion line? So we went, I didn't we know what the system was. So we, we were, I think it was the day after Rachel and Charles' wedding, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I think I half expected them to turn up to church. I was like, where, where were you this morning? I broke it <laughs> <laughs> you followed me out, so I was like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, so, so we were interviewed by a church warden on arrival, and you two in a bubble together, we just looked at one another and went, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're long it's past a flexible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do feel like wherever you went, you didn't know what the rules were, because yeah. places had their own rules in addition to the actual rules. Yes. It was very confusing. Yeah. So we walked in in these in these face masks and then sat and sat through the service yeah. and we were singing very loudly behind these face masks. And then we went up for communion. And we just went up. And yeah, but it was chaos. <laughs> so I I I did I go before you or after you? You went after me, but I feel like I turned you before leaving to be like right. And so we went. See. So I queued up, we went down the aisle, and there was hand sanitizer before you got your wafer. So yeah. hand sanitizing, then you put your hands out in front of the vicar. I can't remember. Um, body of Christ. <laughs> I just remembered. I, I, sometimes I give out the wine, like not here, but I used to. So like, I used to get, I didn't have a bishop's license to do the wine, so I never did like the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I was there with my little wafer, and I ate my wafer, and then. I think you went off in one direction to go and get wine from the cup on the left, and I went right. <laughs> I was and, like, yes, I want to be skilled. So, so, 
So I got my wine, and it's not, it's not, you can't really get drunk from this. <laughs> it's just a sip of wine. I'd lost Laura. You'd gone around the long side of the, of the, of the church, and I went down the, the usual aisle to get back. And then the church warden was like, What are you doing? You've broken the system. And when we turned behind us, it was just carnage. <laughs> and then I look up and see clearly marked instructions. <laughs> you will walk this way. So they've done these, they've done an animation, haven't they? They've got arrow, moving arrows. Imagine you're the arrow, follow it. So I'd, I'd obviously moved on to my right and you just can't. I know, I've lost game. It's just like, on. I'm not following any rules anymore. I've had enough. Um, so yeah we were there we go anyway yeah well, it's kind of like it always amused me with the mask thing in Tesco you watch people coming out like ripping the mask, ripping off. The mask off but this is the thing or going in like <laughs> covering the mask yeah that was the other thing sneeze into your elbow sneeze into your but greet people with an elbow pump that's mental <laughs> that's <laughs> here, here is a, a sandwich bag of my bacteria we might as well just do, here's I've just posted some anthrax to you <laughs> Thank you very, but you're right, sneeze yeah. into your elbow and, and elbow, elbow pump. people are non- oh, oh, that's another thing, having to ask people, like, yeah. how do we greet now? Well, are we are, like, hi from a distance? I kind so. of like that because <laughs> I think it encourages people to make sure it's all right to have contact, like, you know, yeah. you know, just say no and make sure people say yes. Like, are we hugging? Are we hugging? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, hugging, you know yeah. But I was... I take, I, I do take tests. I mean, this is the thing about the test, like, where has the virus come from, Laura? And then you look at where they, where the testing packs are made and you're like, someone's making a lot of money out of us. Like, who are we sending the bill to this for? Um, so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I test quite regularly mm-hmm. because I am determined if I get this, I will find the person who gave it to me, I will find them. I'm scared. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know. I will run my own test operation. Yeah. Everyone work. I've seen in the last week. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're, we're checking whether or not we're, are we are we hugging, are we hugging, are we not hugging? But I do remember it being really sad in lockdown one again. We were going to go on a walk and then you were called back to Leeds and you came round and you dropped some stuff off. And you were really upset yeah. about, I think, your granddad at that point. So, and then I said to you, can I hug you? And it just felt so yeah. unnatural. Do you know what I mean? It felt really like, this is crazy. When people are sad, you want to be close to them. Yeah. You want to help them. You don't want to ask, like, oh, are we two metres away? Like, what's happening? Like, And I think on reflection, <laughs> I probably did break the lockdown rules there because I, I left... Alveston in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from my dad that morning. He was just like, Kim, granddad is really not well. Yeah. And I was just like, what kind of not well? Yeah. He was just like, might not make it through the weekend not well. And I, I'm obviously joking about it now because there's a very fine line between getting through saying this mm-hmm. and then, you know, not being all right in a minute's time. But yeah. we, we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. And I brought you an excellent picnic. There was pizza. I know. I know. Just like, Here's all the spoiled, Tupperware. Yeah. Laura, have a great day. But we planned this walk, and yeah. then just at the last minute, I was like, I can't come. Yeah. I need to go back to Leeds. Grand you definitely did the right thing. Um, oh, absolutely. Because yeah. um, to know. me, that's not breaking rules. That's going yeah. to, you know, like. 
So I yeah drove back to Leeds at speed and I just kept bursting into tears. It must have been every sort of five minutes. Mm. I was like, please don't, please don't yeah. be dead. Please let me get there and let me see yeah. you. And mum and dad were already at the hospital. I landed at the house and waited for Jonathan. Saw him in the back garden. And as soon as I, I just burst into tears, mm. I was like, I've not, I've not been all night. Mm. He was just like, what is happening? I said, I don't think Grandad's very well at all. Yeah. And yeah, so we, we went to go and see him and it was awful because you're there trying to have this conversation with mm-hmm. someone and say goodbye and say, you know, I love you so much and you've been such an incredible part of my life and I'm just not sure I'm going to get to see yeah. you again and I just want you to just know how much you're loved and yeah, I, I mean... My top tip to anyone is write the speech now and yeah, then just yeah. have it there, just everything you want to yeah. because otherwise that conversation is really difficult. But I think the other thing to remember is the last the last time is not the only time. And mm-hmm. you've got to remember that the last months or year or whatever it might be of someone's life is never reflective of, of their life and what you've shared with them. <clears throat> um, but yes, yeah, so there was just this really dramatic drive and then going to the hospital yeah. and being peep but we weren't even PP'd up in the hospital. It's like a mask. And you were just like, like Yeah. Okay, I'm now in the most dangerous area I could possibly be in. I'm voluntarily yeah, in a yeah, hospital. Yeah. Um But that yeah. does make me really sad thinking of what you had to go through then and what people mm. had to go through not seeing their loved ones. Yeah. Like Well yeah. yeah. And and particularly sort of well we've seen that we've seen this week the the government spokesperson and you know people laughing and joking about a Christmas party ultimately people have suffered and sacrificed mm-hmm. and people have died alone and we have not been able to grieve in the normal way we've mm-hmm. not been able to say goodbye mm-hmm. to people because we have done the right thing and we have followed the rules yeah. in whatever setting it's been so you know if it's a hospital you are told what you can and yeah. can't do and the government is laughing at us that, you know, that's that's ultimately yeah, what we've learned this yeah, week. Yeah. You know, why hold a press conference to rehearse the answers to questions if it didn't happen in the first place? Exactly. Or make a joke out of it. Anyway, mm-hmm. It's just so disrespectful. It really is. Um, it really is. So, yeah, we, we had that. And it was, yeah, you're quite right. Just yeah. like, can I hug you? Is it all right? It yeah. Like, well, yeah. Of course. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, at this point, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm beyond caring. Yeah. Um, and I think it's at that point as well when if you were living on your own or, you know, you didn't have a lot of people around you, that social contact became more important than sticking to, you know, staying two metres away from everyone at all times. Because for people's mental health, especially, like... we are, we're creatures of, you know, we're social creatures. We're social creatures, yeah, yeah. You do need that kind of, you know, injection of... Oh, definitely. It is really important to be around people, even if it's... Just listening to someone else or you know, yeah. talking or whatever it might be. I was listening to a podcast actually the other another day. One. I never won. Yours is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the next episode. <laughs> and they were saying for general health and well being, it's all the things we know, so it's eating well, exercising well, sleeping well. But the fourth really important thing is social connection. Mm. Like it's so important and that can't be through a screen. It has to be some sort of you know, it's not like going out every night that might just be talking to one person you know whatever your level of social interaction is yeah but having that connection is so important and i think that's what we lost in these lockdowns but i feel that that's a really long-term effect of this because i think that's changed me so i'm you know a really outgoing person yeah but i genuinely so our christmas party was yesterday and i was like this is a lot of people in a room and 
I'm, I'm not drinking mm-hmm. and I just, oh, yeah. just, I'm not that bothered about the whole thing. Yeah. It was, I, I saw it in, I think it's Grazia or Stylist magazine, just saw it on, um, <laughs> on Instagram. It was like, Hogo, the hassle of going out. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I've got yeah. Hogo. I haven't got FOMO, the fear of missing yeah. out. I've got Hogo. And you're just like, oh my goodness, it is. It's, yeah. it's such a hassle. But we've talked about this a lot. Like, it's socially dread. It's it's exhausting. It is. It really because, is. But also, what are, what are we talking about? Like, what have you done d- during the panic? Nothing, not done anything. What's going on? Have you been listening to any good music? No, no one's brought any good all the comedians have gone away they've got nothing funny to say yeah. just like what have yeah. we been doing and well then different topics of conversation like for a while it was like have you had your vaccine yeah. appointment that was yeah. a big topic of conversation and then you, yeah you're just like oh you've yeah. a vaccine oh yeah. <laughs> like, but then I'd had a vaccine and someone was talking to me about not having a vaccine I was like well I can't undo what I've done now I'm like <laughs> But you make some really good points because no one told me about the trial period. I, was, I wasn't even given a leaflet. I was just given a really handsome junior doctor still in training. I was like, this is a distraction. I was like, um. And yeah, my nurse was talking, my nurse, the nurse who jabbed my arm was like talking to me about sweaty betty leggings. I was like, yes, we're like a kindred spirit. And I was completely not paying any attention. But equally, when I had my first jab, there's always drama whenever I do something. The guy sat next to me, obviously, you know, uh, social distance, chair but one. I feel like everyone has to clarify that now. Yeah. This was, you know, obviously pre-COVID times, so yeah. it was like socially distanced. Socially distanced times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this guy fell off his chair and everyone looked at me, not the guy. And I was like, well... Was he okay? I wasn't allowed to go and check oh him. I was, yeah, here. I was just like, oh, I'll just leave him. But everyone, I was like, I didn't touch him. He just fell off his own chair. And I was just like, can I leave now? Like, Please wait for 15 minutes because yeah, we yeah. just don't know how this oh, jab is going to affect people. And this guy's like foaming at the mouth on the floor. And you're like, keep on wide of the way of the queue of people coming in. When I had my jab, I was quite early on. So I was the youngest one in the waiting room. And when I went from getting the jab to the waiting room, they were giving people stickers. And she was like, do you want a sticker? I was like, yeah, I want a sticker. And this older guy, do you want a sticker? No, no, no sticker. I want his sticker. Like, I still don't have a sticker and I'm, I'm double jabbed. But this, this is the other thing. Like, you know, we, we take the mickey, but we've, we've done our bit. And this is yeah. what Boris said during his most mm-hmm. recent press mm-hmm. conference, full of insightful information. He's just like, we're, we're just asking the British public to do the do their bit and I was like I'll do my bit when you've done yours because I've <laughs> yeah, yeah. done my fair share yeah yeah I've done my fair share so yeah I'm I'm double jabbed Me I too. don't have a sticker on tinder to say I'm double jabbed. I don't have a sticker I don't have a sticker do you have a sticker on your phone no, no people have them on this I've got this stupid card and then I downloaded the the covid <laughs> the pass COVID app pass up, yeah but I'm not going anywhere I don't want to go out because I've got a photo so I just don't use my pass um, yeah, I do. I took a lateral flow test today, um, because obviously it was Christmas party yesterday. So I was oh, there's such yesterday. weird things to do, though. Choking, yeah, and, like, oh yeah, choke on your <laughs> and then stick it up your nose, carry out your own <laughs> science experiment, put your saline solution in this weird small pregnancy <laughs> test, and then you just 
just like, what? Just waiting for the once in fact it was Rachel's Hendu. I read my COVID test wrong. Well, because it's it, C. You think yeah. it's COVID, right? So it came up with a line at C. And at that moment, that's when my entire mindset shifted about how I felt. And I, I genuinely went, because I thought, I got the sweats and everything. I was like, oh my goodness, I've got COVID. And I went, I'm still going to this heaven. <laughs> I'm still going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't, for the record, I did not have COVID. I just read my test result wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I won't ever take a break. Can you imagine I'm going to have to get like... Clear blue, not pregnant or pregnant six to eight weeks. Um, for the record, also not pregnant. So. I remember going to the test centre in Barrow and the guy stood and watched me do it and he said, you've got to stick it down your throat until you feel sick yeah, and they put it up your nose until you can poke your brains. <laughs> What, what is this? What is this? And that what? was early on. That was like before we were all doing them ourselves at home. But it's no better now we're doing it at home. Please try and make yourself sick with this Q-tip. Please poke your own brain out. Surely there is a better way of testing this absolute nonsense. Like, you know, maybe we could do it like diabetes, like a, a prick in the finger every day. Yeah. Or like a blood sugar. Yeah, do it like that. Surely there's something better than what we're currently doing now. Um, it's yeah. best I do it for this is so complicated. So, so many steps to this. So, so many. You've got all the things laid out. It's just like a science experiment. You need to allow extra half hour before you go anywhere. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to be 20 minutes late until my line has popped up with a C on it. Um, anyway, so yeah. they do work though. Because a friend of mine yeah. took, I think she took a few because she did have two lines on hers mm. so she took a few more and then yeah she tested positive yeah um but yeah i've not had one yet i've not i'm, I'm now <laughs> so never know sad. where I'm not, i've got like the antibodies because yeah. i've had the injection i've had two jabs yeah i'm just waiting for my booster I'm, i might as well go for the the holy trinity now like, yeah <laughs> you might get a sticker for the booster I'm like, it's yeah. not likely it's probably <laughs> Probably cost economising all the stickers, like the programme's costing it over. We can't, we can't include stickers anymore. Yeah. No station we included. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, then we get to, so we tried to save Christmas. We tried to save Christmas. And I feel like that's when it got sad in terms of the divides in families and friendship mm. groups and just generally how people, because a lot of people were really fed up and willing to take the risk and equally there are people who were not willing to take the risk and because the government had been so vague it was sort of it felt like it was up to us to decide yeah no one really knew what to do so I remember talking to my family before Christmas and it was very much like uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what's going on yeah I mean we had we obviously it was our, our first Christmas without granddad yeah. but we did have our, our standard Christmas now we yeah. don't have any children in the family and we don't have a particularly extended family yeah. either um, so it was always going to be a, a fairly yeah. quiet one. So it was my mum, dad and I, and then my brother and his girlfriend, and we spent Christmas Day together. And then mm. on Boxing Day, we did a, a walk with the other half of the family, but we got as close as an elbow. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, the, the lockdown... The th- lockdown number three. Lockdown three. Now, we won't make this feature three because feature three can be the finale. <laughs> okay. And we can talk about, I guess, yeah, a year on and, and how we yeah, feel about yeah, the, yeah. this week's atrocities. But lockdown three. So lockdown three was in the new year. Wasn't it? And we all saw it coming. Well, it was um, Happy New Tear. 
the happy new, happy tier. new tier because did when did the tier system come in were we already in the tier system? Because it was the fear of being in a specific tier, wasn't it? As well. <laughs> yeah. For like in different postcodes. So my friend was in yeah. Sherburn and Elm, and yeah. she was she's like, Oh, I'm in I'm in tier two or two. And I'm like, I think my postcode falls in tier four. I was just like But then Scotland introduced a slightly different system. They had an extra level or extra tier. It was very confusing. So we started on one and they started on zero or vice versa. <laughs> it didn't last long. But then there was, there was the <laughs> especially the whole country went into the highest. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> just put us all in. Like people were, out of the it's like a it's people like were rain. driving to other tiers to get haircuts. Driving to other tiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Stay in your tier. It's like was the motorway it signs. Like there's been an accident. Stay in your own lane. Was it Leicester the first place to go into? Their own little lockdown. But then everyone goes remember. to Leicester to report on it from all the other tiers. Like, oh, I don't know if they ever got out. <laughs> I think they're still in there. It's just like, oh, no one's yeah. going to Leicester. Yeah. But then there was the north-south divide because yeah. London was plummeted into, you know, the depths of tier whatever. But do you remember the pictures of everyone trying to leave London before oh, the arbitrary yeah. time rules come Like, out. oh, no, 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 stay in your tier. You chose to be down there. You could stay there and suffer the consequences because I can assure you in two days' time when Westminster's been in tier four for a whole 48 hours, they'll change their mind. And you're just like, oh my goodness. So yeah, the, the North looked at the South and we were like, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. we're in tiers oh, two and three up here. Stay away. Yeah. But yeah, all these Londoners brought COVID to the North. <laughs> Well, I think that's the thing. When the government bring in a rule and they don't bring it in for a few days, you can't blame people for just quickly rushing up. And obviously, the reason they do that is, you know, to allow us time to prepare. <laughs> but it's the super stressful. Yeah, it's just the preparations we're making are causing more chaos. I and I just, it's like you said about the you know face masks on friday so there's no risk on thursday no. the virus starts operating at midnight <laughs> or 12 or friday morning it's just like it, absolute nonsense the whole thing it really and is and you do you look at it and you're just like yeah who, who comes up with these rules yeah they're shining the light of science on the invisible virus on the invisible virus but i'm pretty sure science was very clear when i was at school like there were certain equations yeah. to do things yeah so but I- they shine the light of science sometimes i feel like it's sort of cherry pick science like they use the science maybe that cynical when it seems to suit the, like yeah. with the most recent thing they're talking about all the science but i don't think there's like been the actual data yet <laughs> <laughs> And um, hospitalizations, hospitalizations yeah. uh, number of cases, yeah. people have died. Yeah. But there's so much more data out there that needs to be collected yeah. to kind of say, well, this is why this has been difficult, or um, this economy, or this you know, sector's yeah. lost this, or whatever it might be. And yeah, where are the companies that are supposed to be doing the data collection? <laughs> like, there's a lot of questions we need oh, answering. I know, I know. Um, and I think one of the questions that they'll that they should be, you know, would you follow the rules? 
Now, obviously, as a, as a lawyer, you have the right to silence and you don't have to incriminate <laughs> yourself on this podcast. But I, I said, I said, I was just like, if they put us into another lockdown, I was yeah. like, I am not following no. the rules. I was like, I totally get it. If the gym is closed, I totally yeah. get it. I can't go there if things are closed. But beyond that, I, I don't think I would take it no. as, as seriously as I did. So I would... For instance, I'd, I'd, I'd see people and mm-hmm. I'd be fairly comfortable with people coming to see me and being inside as well. Yeah. Like they could sit on a sofa, I could sit on yeah. a chair, whatever it might be. Um, and going for a walk outside, <laughs> I don't see why that wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, yes, we had the tears, didn't we? We had the tears. I, I don't want to go back to the tears. Either. No, but we also, I went back to the office and kids went back to school for one day. And oh, then for just... the one day... And I think... What was that? Did you pick up your pens and pencils? <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> Don't tell it your things because we're going to work out tomorrow. <laughs> and I think at that point, like, I think people's mood was really low because remember the whole, like, let's put 2020 behind us. Yeah. 2021, New Year, COVID will be behind us and then we're in lockdown within a week. Well, of, this is the thing. It's like, yeah. new year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that year all the celebrities died and it started with Alan Rickman? It was like that all over. It was just like, it can't, can't live through this again. I know, I know. Um, and I feel like it was a big difference between lockdown one where we were in it together and it was this new situation and people... I mean, I can look back and think of things I did and things I even mm. enjoyed, like the walks and everything. But that the lockdown three, I think because the weather was so miserable, yeah, it was dark. January, it was just it? really yeah. hard. And it was just really like, can we, we want to live again. We want yeah. to do things. And this doesn't feel like it's going away. And Well, that's, that's the stress that it puts yeah. on people. And then the knock-on effect of that is then, you know, really bad mental health. Yeah. And yeah. other type of health issues. So they always yeah. say, you know, your GPs are still open, the NHS yeah. is still open for business. But I think we felt that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting a GP appointment, I get it's not even GPs, it's access to NHS services mm-hmm. that they obviously had to, you know, not use or just be like, We just can't offer this service yeah. right now, our priority is somewhere else. Yeah. And it was that you then struggle with that, and you just like, but my mental health. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't get a referral, or yeah. I'm really I, all of the normal outlets that I would have going to the gym, yeah. Yeah. Or eating well, or getting some fresh air and exercise. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm really limited in that. Yeah, I thought that too, and I think at some point we maybe have to think the mental health crisis that's going to follow the COVID crisis. Mm. Like, we have to weigh up the risk of like. Yeah. People's mental health is really important. And I think for people who are willing to take the risk or who've maybe had COVID or, I mean, you don't know if you're going to suffer with it, but the chances are if you're young and relatively healthy, you'll probably get mild symptoms, although that's not always the case. But if you're willing to take the risk, then it does seem like to help your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got to that point where I was like, no, like I'm, I'm struggling. I'm feeling quite... The small end of lockdown one, very lonely, getting quite anxious yeah. about it. Like, I, I'm going to see people. <laughs> like, no, I need to. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I need feel, to. I think I feel a lot differently now. I've yeah. double jabbed as well. Yeah. We've lived through lockdown one, yeah. two, two and a half. Yeah. Two, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just, I'm, yeah, I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't do it again. I mean, I wonder, am I just desensitised to it a bit? Because, I don't know, I feel like yeah. if you take risks and do things and you're okay, then... 
you kind of feel like, okay, it's, it's all right. Or maybe we've just got so used to living with this in the background. But that's that's the plan though, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a case of we will carry on living with yeah. this. Yeah. And this is going to be part of our lives yeah. forever now. And yeah. Yeah. Variant fifty three. <laughs> yeah. Booster one hundred and seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> annual jabs. Still not got a sticker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we all need a sticker. Being like, uh, yeah. we're still going. Like, we're still, we're still going. <laughs> well, I keep saying I want two years back and all compensation. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I should be refunded. Well, you had the best line about being locked in. What was it? Locked in for a crime. Yeah, that, well, th- this was the thing. I've been under house arrest for a crime I haven't committed. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind. Like, yeah. if I've done something, I'd, I'd yeah. have, whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah <laughs> I did it. I'm sorry. At least yeah. I've been able to kind of like, deal yeah. with that. But yeah, very odd. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of a nice point to end. I say nice. <laughs> <laughs> feature two on. But that then takes into feature three. Mm-hmm. Um. I won't do the the music this time. <laughs> but feature three, mm-hmm. so that takes us very nicely onto where we are now, and obviously we're two weeks away from Christmas. Yeah. And in the interest of balance, and for the record, of course the media outlets and of course the news were going to drop this story this mm-hmm. week or next week. Mm-hmm. Because there is always an argument to say that they don't report the news, they create the news and they mm. create the drama. Yeah. And the optimum time to have dropped the story that there were Downing Street Christmas parties last year when we were all in lockdown, mm-hmm. this stitching time or whatever it was, 2.0 or whatever it was, yeah. of course they were going to drop this story now because this is the optimum time because people will turn around and say, why should I be in lockdown for Christmas again mm-hmm. and go through exactly the same again mm-hmm. when you have when you haven't you've not mm-hmm. followed the rules. So it was you know there is an argument to say it's completely undermined you know the government's you know I want to say integrity but what's left of it <laughs> you know the plan what plan because <laughs> we were talking yeah. about this like plan B. Yeah, it's so, I'm sorry. So everything up to this point was plan <laughs> A. Like oh well, it went oh, so well. We should like, go at least plan Z by now. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that was the optimum time to drop this bombshell of a story. But equally, um, for those of you that haven't seen the news, if you're living under a rock or are in isolation and not watching the news, whatever it might be, um, or you've been pinged, whatever, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the government's spokesperson and a number of people within the government are working at Downing Street um, sat and did a mock press conference. The question that was asked was, um, there were reports on Twitter that... There was a Christmas party at Downing Street. Uh, what do you say to that? And and the answer was something along the lines of, I wasn't here, I went home. It wasn't a party, it was a gathering. There was cheese and biscuits and it was not socially just... And they were just sat there joking about it. Mm-hmm. And this woman, uh, this spokesperson then resigned with a crocodile tears... And she's like, oh. she she resigned over a party that didn't happen. Yeah, she resigned over a party. <laughs> like, Whoa, why are you resigning, then, sweetheart? Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah. It's another thing I don't get with the politics is they resign instantly. Like, well, they don't all resign instantly, but a lot of them. I don't think in any other job, 
if you make a mistake, you don't just resign. I mean, I know yeah. it's different by governing us, plan. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. you get another promotion to cabinet. You can just, it's not, I, want, yeah. I want a job in politics. Like, you'd never get fired. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's going to be fine because um, mm. I was watching Have I Got News for You and they were saying that the best man at her wedding was actually Rishi Sunak, so she's going to be given a contract yeah, okay. or right. um, a job very soon. So, but she, yeah, she was crocodile tears and like, I regret it. I was like, the only thing you're sad about is the fact you've had to fall on your sword and it hurts. Um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, but it really quite appalling. And, yeah. you know, obviously we were, you know, people's, my, my friend's parents died on yeah. their own. They couldn't mm-hmm. be with mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. dad or mum. Mm-hmm. And the government's just laughing about it. Yeah. And I actually wrote to my MP, put something along the lines of, I thoroughly look forward to yet another government U-turn when it's very clearly, you know, realised and discovered that there is that there was this party mm. and for the Met police to turn around and say well, there's not enough evidence <laughs> sorry mm. go and collect it first because there's CCTV <laughs> outside that shows yeah. people going in at a rough time and you know there'll be people at this party and yeah. you can ask them some questions and there's this footage as well so don't tell me that there's not any evidence and it's just it's really quite appalling mm-hmm. and I, I just think how can you yeah, I mean, no one's no one's being punished over not following the rules, mm-hmm. or it it's been really inconsistent. So these yeah. there were obviously two girls a couple of about a year ago who went out for a walk around the reservoir, yeah, and they were fined and they were like pulled up with like a riot van and they were yeah, I remember that. Like, they went out for a yeah. coffee yeah. and a walk, like, and then you've got Matt Hand on his cock, like <laughs> getting off with his aid, and you just like. How is it that he's not been dragged over hot coals and these two girls who were perfectly safe going yeah, out for a walk? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just really inconsistent. So obviously this has happened, and yeah, we're thinking about what this means for Christmas. And the thing I said to you a while ago is like they set the bar so low for Christmas. <laughs> like Boris came, Christmas is going to be better than last year. And you're like, oh, okay then. <laughs> just like that's a really yeah. low bar. Yeah, um, but and I think the first question after his conference on Omicron when was it? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, he was. You know, the question was, how can you possibly expect people to comply with these new restrictions? Yeah. Um, when you're not, he was like, I've launched an investigation into whether or not there was a party. Just say there was a party. <laughs> I know, like, we all know. Of course, yeah. there was a party. Again, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And. And they like worm their way out of it. Like yeah. it wasn't a party. There weren't hats and balloons. Yeah. It was a gathering. And you're like, oh, this is yeah. just not okay. Yeah. Um, and I just, where's Keir Starmer as well? Like, I'm caught. Co- if you're listening, Keir, just, <laughs> I just, this is the prime time for Any you time to now. do your job. <laughs> like, come on, Mike. Like, come on. <laughs> Just get out there. Like, he's giving you these own goals. Like, go yeah. and make the most of them. Yeah. Like, he's just constantly in isolation. You can't say he's not following the rules. Because he's just, I don't know what the rules are. I'm just going to stay inside. I'm just going to stay inside. It's too confusing. <laughs> just staying inside. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, the, the takeaway from this is, you know, are the people making the rules? Do they feel mm. that they are above the rules that they are making and forcing people to, to comply yeah. with? And... Yeah, I just, 
again not surprised but equally no. just so angry about the whole thing yeah it's, just, it's infuriating yeah it's not all right it's me. also sad that i don't think any of us are surprised but that's sad in itself that yeah we've come to expect this i know yeah. i think the worst part was actually something that boris said and we, in, in in response to that question well i expect people to you know be sensible and, and do yeah. the right thing and that's what the British public yeah. will do and the reality of the situation is we will because yes because we not, care about yeah, every you know the people we're seeing yeah we're not him yeah and <laughs> you know it, it is about looking after the people around you and, yeah. and things like that and I just it's really it's not all right that they ever thought that that was a laughing matter the sacrifices yeah. that you know we've made and, and what we've gone through and I yeah it's it's so sad, but the, the, the harsh reality is we, we probably will continue to, yeah, to yeah. behave in a responsible and sensible yeah. way. And if the, the only takeaway from this today for you is the view is better from the high road, then yeah. you know, just do what you feel comfortable yeah. doing and yeah. be sensible um, and, and be mindful. And, and yeah. as ever, sort of, you know, think about what you're comfortable doing mm. and, and how you feel and then go and think about someone yeah. else and, you know, yeah. because yeah. they might not be as comfortable hugging yeah. things. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I take it from my, my 80-year-old next-door neighbour <laughs> um, who was just like, I don't think I could do it again. <laughs> yeah. like, You're right there. Yeah, I, just, I think yeah. a lot of people are in that boat. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, ho- I hope listeners feel that we've, yeah, made you chuckle. Yeah. Uh, we certainly had a giggle, but equally, you know, brought balance and, and talked about it. Mm-hmm. It is all right to be angry and shocked and yeah. worried about the year ahead because this is not going away. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone wants to be in a lockdown again. And there is the risk that that will happen if we move to plan C and tier five <laughs> very quickly in the new yeah. year. But, yeah. you know, yeah, we hope you, that you've enjoyed. Yeah. This is a couple of hours that we've <laughs> we, we got a date. Well, we don't have a date. We're, we're off to go and have a girls' night yeah. and up at a friend's. Um, so it's actually perfect timing. So I guess, Laura, is there anything else that you want to say to, to the listeners? Which you, I mean, I will listen back to this oh. in the car. And I know you will. <laughs> yeah, time, yes, so. I will. Yeah. Have you enjoyed your first I podcast? really enjoyed it, yeah. And I think just what you said, I think it's okay to be sad and angry, but equally to laugh. And equally to focus on the fact positive things are still happening. Like I think sometimes I watch the news and you go into that spiral of like, what's going on? But equally you look around and good things are still happening. Um, we've still got friends, we've still got family, you know, we will get through this. It will end at some point in whatever way that is. So I think there are still positives to happen. That's really <laughs> but equally, Laura, you did that quite like a politician. Like you can't tell us when. <laughs> yeah, I wish when I could say when. Gonna, that's what people came here to find out when is this going to happen. Yeah, uh, we can't tell you guys. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we'll we'll yeah. be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think no one knows because all the supermarket adverts were probably made a month or two ago. So they've yeah. seen them very focused on Christmas and being together. Yeah, and it's just so chopping and changing. So if it's not this Christmas, we will be together at some point. Yeah, at some point. So I've had a listen back to what we were talking about and I guess the main feature of the episode. And yeah, we absolutely had a good giggle and put the world to rights. We always do. Yeah. Except this time, we've not done it on a walk. We've just comfort of of home. Uh, But I I think the pandemic, because it's such a, a massive... Well, it's been a massive part of our lives, really, hasn't it? And, yeah, it's a huge topic, and it's certainly something that 
yeah, this podcast was born out of, I suspect it will be a topic that we return to Mm -hmm. as we return to lockdown. (laughs) 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 No, I'm not going to jinx it. Touch wood. I'm then banging on the table. Um, But... What what I did realise as we as we were coming to the end of the episode that we probably needed a little bit of structure, so um, or at least some final thoughts, if you will. So I've written down a couple of questions and a bit of a quick fire round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okie dokie. So, what one thing did you learn about yourself uh, during the pandemic years? Oh, well, the first thing that comes to mind not very serious is I really don't like baking <laughs> just not at all it's quite an unpopular opinion everyone went in for well, baking well the thing everyone went in for it so I was like I should do this too but I just used every single utensil I owned I spent so much on ingredients there was so much washing up and you can buy the final product it's so much cheaper <laughs> so it's like I don't like this and I never liked this so yeah you don't have to jump on the trends that everyone else is jumping on okay that's that's um, good advice but on a more serious note i think i just learned how important social connection is because i am quite an introvert so i am okay spending time on my own but like we're social creatures we need we need to bump into people on the street and say hello we need to, to go into an office and people just be like oh hi laura like because I think before I always thought like I like meeting up with a friend and putting the world to right and having a really good chat but just bumping into someone and just generic small talk about the weather I always got a bit frustrated by it mm. but I now realise how important that is just that social connection those little interactions I think especially when you live on your own and you don't have that you just you just feel very isolated yeah. so I think yeah, I think I've just learned how important social connection is. A social connection in person, not through a video call. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really important. No, that's that's really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think the other thing as well, particularly where you mentioned sort of not through a screen, you spend all day at a screen. Exactly. The worst, you know, you really yeah. don't want to spend yeah. your evenings as well. And yeah. it's, yeah. I think that was one of the hardest things, not being able to hug people or, or yeah, see people just, and yeah, just, yeah. you know, I loved having people around in my home yeah. and, and things like yeah. that. And it was just, yeah. yeah, not able to do that. Really, re- you don't realise how difficult it is and the novelty wears off really, really quickly. Oh, like, definitely. oh, I just need a bit of like space. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <And> <laughs> that's it. Our first lockdown, when we, people were being strict, you'd be out on a walk and people would be actually moving away from yeah. you to create the distance. And that can feel very like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, what's wrong with yeah. me? Like, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Um, okay, so trying to move on to a more positive note, um, whilst that was, you know, an incredibly, you know, insightful perspective um and point uh, what if there is one what is the best part of the pandemic <laughs> what have you enjoyed <laughs> sure. meeting my boyfriend last summer that was a highlight um and then having the lake district sort of to ourselves it felt like mm-hmm. before the tourists came back i don't know if we'll ever experience that again so I think living where we live during the pandemic, I do feel very lucky because mm-hmm. when restrictions were strict, we have beautiful walks right from the doorstep. Yeah. But when we could go a bit further, the Lake District is just incredible. I love it. So yeah. I think 
the walks. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. The walks, they were the pretty walks, good. Yeah. yeah. And the weather was amazing it, for a oh, lot of it. It was so um, good. I, I think my, my favourite part was, was very similar. We would finish work at five o'clock yeah. and I'd do like a little picnic yeah. and then you'd be getting back from work or yeah. being in the office if you, yeah. you know... Um, if you weren't working from home and we would get in the car and we would be yeah yeah we'd we'd get back to a car park at 10 half past 10 it was (laughs) only just getting dark and you just yeah you could always get parked yeah yeah. i think we mentioned this it was like the free car parks that that was great i went to bonus i think on my birthday this year and bonus is usually healing yeah. people so it's empty no it's like way oh I'm my goodness like, I thought I'll never see this again this yeah. is no. something else everyone so, goes to bonus yeah everyone I'm very goes grateful bonus. to have been locked down yeah so close to the latest street <laughs> no that's that's a good thing to be to yeah. be positive about um uh, in the interest of balance Laura what was the worst <laughs> I think we've we've touched on an awful lot of this yeah. but yeah I think losing my granddad was really mm. hard as you'll know like losing someone in normal times is really hard the pandemic just added an extra layer of stress around the situation yeah. and visiting times and funeral numbers and all that kind of thing. It was it's just yeah. really hard. Not being able to grieve in, yeah. you know, the way that you think, and I'm using sort of, yeah, quotation like normal, uh, in yeah. the normal way. Um, and everything happening so, so quickly and you worrying that you're not making the right decisions or... Yeah, well, restrictions change. Yeah, change. yeah. Is, yeah. This, is this the last conversation? Who else do I need to be, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. mindful mm-hmm. of? And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's... And then on top of that, isolating to make sure you can go to yeah. a funeral. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it not be... It's the simplest things, not being able to hold the hand of someone mm-hmm. who's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I'd I'd absolutely say that was was probably yeah. one of the hardest things I've had to go through mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Um, irrespective of a pandemic as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Sure. Um again trying to kind of keep it light. <laughs> like we're rounding off with like a really, really heavy session here. Um okay, try and keep it light now, Laura. Um my granddad wouldn't thank you for it. It was forever joking, so come on, keep it light. Um, okay, have you picked up any habits in the last couple of years? Or, um, yeah, any, any habits or anything that you will take, any, yeah, anything that you'll take forward post-pandemic, post-pandemic. years? It's uh, still happening. The pandemic <laughs> is still on. I was talking about this with my boyfriend, and I was like, what will you take forward with you out of the pandemic? And he said, his vaccine passport. Oh, that's a good, oh, clever guy. Yeah, antibodies. <laughs> so that's the only thing I'll take forward. But I have a more serious answer, but still, it's not super heavy. But just the time we had in the first lockdown mm-hmm. to do things we enjoyed. Like, I really enjoyed doing creative projects and things like that. And I think having that space, I want to find a way. I've not been doing it very well recently of building in that time mm-hmm. for me, for me to do things I really enjoyed doing, like outside of work and all of that kind of thing. Um, because I think once you get back into sort of normal life, whatever that is now, it can get so busy with work and commitments and everything. And then you think, a month has gone and I've not done that thing I really love to yeah. do. So I think that space and that time is something that I want to find a way to try and bring into normal life. I just, I can't <laughs> believe how much time we had. And now how much time we don't yeah, have all over again. And I'm just yeah. like, what What did we rush back to? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I know I complain about sort of that isolation yeah. and, and that yeah yeah and and all of the problems that came with the pandemic but my goodness we had a lot of time to just <laughs> yeah. do what we wanted yeah. to do um 
Do you know what? I think for me, mine's slightly different. I think it's loosely linked, but I'd say the gym. Mm-hmm. Even if they take away the gym from me again, um, I have got to get out there, get walking, get running, come what weather, yeah. you know, and I've, I've really got to keep up with it and build in those habits of yoga and steps and all of that kind of yeah. stuff and manage what I am eating because that is, and this is absolutely something I'm going to be talking about in future episodes, but I put far too much emphasis on the way I look and how much I weigh and, and all of that kind of stuff. But actually, if I'm exercising and eating well, I feel better because I look a bit better and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and I shouldn't do, but I do. Yeah. And the pandemic and certainly... I can't believe how quickly the wheels came off in terms of how I wasn't looking after myself, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I feel like that's maybe a double negative, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. And I, the wheels came off very quickly and it's taken me 18 months to get back to a position where yeah. I'm like, right, I'm running well. Yeah. Um, my hip's feeling better. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm getting back out and I can't lose that. So I'm yeah. determined yeah. not to. That's... And you shouldn't blame yourself for that. No one should. I was the same because we were in a horrible situation and yeah. we were so, there was so much going on, the whole being positive, taking care of yourself, that thing, it just, it was, it's yeah. hard. It's hard just like, oh, I'll go and get some fresh air <laughs> yeah. and then I'll have a chocolate bar or a yeah. pint of ice cream and you, and yeah. it just, and the, that's, and you're like, oh, I'm in leggings, also, right? Okay. Like, was also the thing, the, the comfort, yeah, day, exactly. Like, what, what you're having for tea, that was something that could change each day when nothing else was. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. And, but yeah, I'm finding a way to manage that. A good balance, I yeah. think, is the main thing. Yeah. So diet and exercise is, is absolutely, and that needs to be a priority for me. Yeah. So that's what I'll take mm-hmm. forward. Um, and then, okay, I guess the big one, without being too political, <laughs> what do you think of the news in the last couple of weeks? I feel a bit like, what happens? I feel like a month or so ago, I wasn't paying too much attention to the news and we were sort of ticking along. And then I went on a walk with a friend from work and she said, oh, did you hear about this new variant in South Africa? I said, oh, no, no, I've not heard anything. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm like, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it feels awfully like last Christmas. It feels awfully like we've mm. been here before. Um, so, yeah, it's quite hard not to just feel a bit like, oh, is it going to be like this every Christmas? But I don't think it will be. We've been mm. here before, but we're in a better situation now with the vaccines. Um so it's not it's not great news. It's not great timing. Um, yeah, how about you? Well, I just I think he set the bar so low for Christmas. He's like, <laughs> Christmas is going to be better this year. Well, it can't be any worse well, I have than to it say, was last year. year. He cancelled Christmas just before the Strictly Come Dancing final. So I was oh, curious what were you he, more bothered about? Well, he ruined <laughs> the Strictly final and he ruined Christmas. But at least this year, the Strictly Come Dancing yeah. final I did enjoy. <laughs> Oh, well, good. I'm pleased. (laughs) I I think the other thing to mention is the media, the news outlets, were always going to drop this story two weeks before Christmas. They were going to get anything they possibly could and drop this story because there's an element of they don't report the news, they create the news and they create the drama. Exactly. So there's a lot of scaremongering, you know, and then it gets to the point of, well, hang on a second, if if government is allegedly having these parties and Christmas parties when it's against the law and against the the government Mm -hmm. guidance, why on earth should we comply with Mm -hmm. those kind of restrictions if they come in before? And it completely undermines what the government's trying to do. And that was ultimately the question that was asked at, at the press conference. And... 
and his answer was, you know, I, I expect people to do the right thing and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff and just like, and do their bit. And I was like, well, I'll do my bit when you do yours. But, yeah. but actually when you're out there and this variant's going around, I am wearing a face mask yeah. even round the street yeah. and I'm washing my hands and I'm keeping a distance and I've, I've been so careful about who I've seen mm-hmm. and be, sort of the 10 days before Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. you sent me that meme and it was, <laughs> it was trying to avoid catching COVID the 10 days before Christmas is not a good adrenaline yes, sport. And it's, it, it's, it's, it, and it's true. Like yeah. we are now in the danger zone. If we get it, that's it. Christmas is a write-off. But and Christmas and New Year, yeah, yeah. I, I can't do that. So I'm fine. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. out of the back end of a cold, but yeah, yeah. beyond that, I'm, yeah, yeah COVID-free, yeah. touch wood again. I just really feel for so many people. I feel for businesses because I feel like we're not officially in lockdown, but people are not going out yeah. because they're scared, understandably. So I feel for businesses. I feel for families trying to make plans, you know, when there's vulnerable members. I I just feel for everyone. It's just, it's, yeah. it's really tough. Two years running, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I know. Um, trying to pull this back into like a, <laughs> we're really not doing well to kind of like end this on a high. Yeah. But what do you think is going to happen next? I honestly have no idea. I mean, there'll probably be some new restrictions. It seems yeah. like it could go that way, but I kind of feel like nothing would surprise me anymore. Like two years ago, we were sat about to have Christmas with no idea what was about to hit. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I really don't know. Hopefully we'll be surprised in a good way. <laughs> I doubt it. Like, I, we keep having these lockdowns and circuit breakers and you're just like, it's the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. And I think that's what they're talking about now, isn't it? I think it's that's that what's circuit breaker. Down. It's just, it is. It's, it's just so much uncertainty yeah. and not, it's just not needed at this time no, of year. Like no. you're trying to get with people, yeah. like not get with people, <laughs> you're trying to meet up with people <laughs> and have Christmas with people and please everyone. And it's just a really stressful time of year anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, this this added stress <laughs> from the government is, is not helping. Christmas, like it's bo- yeah, it's yeah. Boris going to cancel Christmas. Don't crack. If you are listening, if anyone from Westminster <laughs> is listening, don't. <laughs> we just give us this. But that's all you did last time. Like mingle for a day, and then that's it. So do you yeah. know what? I, yeah, you're quite right. Nothing would surprise me. I know, and it feels funny compared to when we recorded the first bit of the episode. I feel like a lot has changed in the news. I know. Yes. Since then, I feel like then Omicron was starting to come in yeah but I, I was I wasn't worried about I was happy to laugh about all the restrictions and everything but now I'm thinking are we going to be back there again? <laughs> <laughs> surely not dear me today toilet roll hoarding and everything all oh, over no. again right I'm going to write a shopping list that's what's going to happen um I guess we'll leave it there. Those are my quick fire questions. Not so quick fire, but we've we've certainly sort of rounded it off quite nicely in terms of yeah. I think that those are good questions, and thank yeah. you for your your th- final thoughts and yeah, your perspective. It's been amazing. You've been a fantastic <laughs> guest, and you're always such wonderful company. So I'm so glad that we've been able to record that as well. I guess that. All that's left to be said is, I think this is going to be the last episode of this year. It is episode four of the Relative Perspective podcast, and I'm going to take a bit of a break over Christmas and and hopefully come back with, uh, yeah, an an episode in the new year. I'm not sure what that's going to be on yet, but I suspect I'll throw some New Year's resolutions in there as well and, and various things like that. So we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We hope you have a very, very happy Christmas, mm-hmm. however you choose to spend it. We hope that you get to spend it with the people that you love and yeah, just have a wonderful 
festive period. And yeah, I guess as ever, go and have, go and share this podcast, listen to it and have a think about your experiences in the last couple of years. Um, you know, your feelings are completely valid. It's all right to laugh and cry and scream into a pillow and, or it's all right to do all of that in the same 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And have not done anything with these last two years or done loads with these last two years or, you know, you know, wish that you'd done more with it and things like Mm. that. But all you can do is, you know, acknowledge how you feel and then go and talk to somebody else and see what they're going through and what they've experienced. Go and get that different perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's everything from me. So do you have any final things that you'd like to say, Laura? I think you summed it up perfectly. Okay, yeah. then. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, take care and we will speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye.